Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Alex Jones in his latest defamation trial, has been ordered to pay nearly $1 billion, $965 million, to the families in the uh, Sandy Hook uh, 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 the circumstance. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm outraged. A billion dollars. That's it. It should be a gajillion, but majillion, trillion. Because let's be real. A, a billion dollars is a meaningless number. Not only does Alex Jones not have it, but it's a ridiculous number to award someone anyway. And it just shows it's just it's just all nonsense. Now, Alex Jones come out saying he's not going anywhere. He's not going to stop. And you can't you can't sue someone into not existing. So there's 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 workarounds. And I, I'm, I'd be I'd be really surprised if any of these people actually see a penny from Alex Jones. He's claiming he doesn't have it. He's claiming he's broke. We will see how that plays out. And the next story, man, this is brutal. John Fetterman, he's running for office. He did an interview with NBC and he was unable to understand the questions asked of him. The journalist who did the interview said that during small talk, he couldn't understand what she was saying. He can hear the words, but his brain can't process it. He needed a special device that transcribes what people are saying into text so that he can answer these questions. And I just think right there, it shows the dude is not mentally fit to be a senator. And, and you know what? I'll tell you, Democrats will still vote for him because they voted for Joe Biden too. But here's my warning, man. You look at what happened when you vote for someone like Joe, Joe Biden, because you don't care that he's clearly not with it. You're like, well, whatever, we'll let him win. Now look at your economy. Now look at your gas prices. Look at the war. Even Biden saying we're close to Armageddon. Not okay. And don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Become a member and support our work directly. We got a new show coming soon with Shane Cashman. He's going to be talking live, super chats, thunderstorms, mysteries, paranormal, UFOs, Bigfoot. I'm super excited for this show. It'll probably be the only show I actually listen to because usually I'm just reading the news. But as a member, you're also supporting our journalists and you'll get access to the uncensored TimCast IRL show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. We will have one of those episodes coming up for you tonight. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, be the notification. People are saying they're not getting notifications anymore. We need you to be the notification so that people can actually find out the show exists and it's on because uh, we're probably being censored. Joining us today to talk about all of this and more is Andrew Gold. Hello, thanks for having me on. What a pleasure to be here. Oh, thanks for coming. Who are you? I am a British, as you can hear, journalist and uh, documentary maker and podcaster, host of the On the Edge with Andrew Gold uh, podcast. I look into all sorts of cults and ideologies. I think the most controversial aspects uh, thereof is uh, that I consider woke ideology and that kind of thing as one of the ideologies. and uh, A cult. Yeah, I think so. I think it's- <laughs> That's why you're here, because we say it all the time. <laughs> I think so. It's on. The, it's cult-ish, at least. It's cult-ish. Right. But, it's, a, it's yeah. a weird kind of like decentralized cult, yeah. I guess, yeah, that yeah. centers around the internet or something. It's got some comparisons to former ones, you know, like the Bolsheviks and things like that. Uh, the, the Puritans back in the, well, I don't even know when that was. When was that? The 18th century Puritans? The Bolshevik one is a scary one, considering what's going on politically. Yeah, it comes from this, it comes from like all cults and, and religions and things. It all comes from this uh, need to be righteous, to, to feel like you're better than someone, to, to raise your status, uh, your virtue higher than other people. As you raise your microphone as well. As I raise my microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> deep richness. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and and it's just you know the rest of us see through it, but they continue this crazy, right. crazy charade. So we got we it. got we got a lot to talk about in that regard too. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Elon Musk sold burnt hair cologne or something. Whatever. Luke's here. Well, uh, cheerio, bloke. Nice to have you here from (laughs) over the pond. My name is Lugardowski here of WeAreChange.org. The FDA just announced another emergency use authorization for small children today, so I decided to be very brave and support this action by wearing my 1984 doses to slow the spread. Now, we're still a little behind, but I I think we're going to get there eventually. And uh, (laughs) if if, if you agree, you can get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Luke, uh, reinforce one of my concerns that my my spoon was dinging a little bit too much into the microphone. If you've heard the ding, 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 ding. So I got a nice large wooden one in the meantime. Thanks, Luke. And if you didn't catch it today, I did an interview with the one, the only Hotep Jesus, Brian Sharp, on his YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it yet, you're going to want to check it out after this show. Maybe you can catch it before the after after show, which will be up at 11 o'clock p.m. on TimCast.com. What's going on, Serge? Hey guys, I'm here again. You can't get rid of me that easily. Um, I am here. Lydia is not here. If you haven't heard the news, a lot of people haven't heard the news at all, apparently. They'll figure it out eventually. She's yeah, in we'll the monastery. <laughs> we wish her luck. Yeah, we do. And uh, I guess that's it. We'll start the episode. Serge is here pressing the buttons from uh, henceforth. Let's jump into this first story from the AP. Uh, it's just so silly. Alex Jones ordered to pay $965 million for Sandy Hook lies an hour ago. I, I saw that and I just burst it out laughing. I think I was on the toilet and I'm like, I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, like right when the news breaks, I was like, is this a joke? Come on. It, you know, when they did the $50 million, I was like, wow, that's brutal. There's still, I still doubt anyone's going to get a penny from this because the way lawsuits work. Alex Jones says he doesn't even have the money anyway. Then they, they're, they're a billion. It's just, this is just like, what is this for narrative and for the TV to say, oh, you know, he lied about this and now he's got to pay $1 billion. It reminds me of uh, Austin Powers when uh, in the first one, he freezes himself and then he goes to the future and he says, I want $1 million and they all laugh at him. And then they're like, uh, Dr. Evil, uh, $1 million today isn't actually a lot of money. And he's like, oh. And then in the next one, he goes back in time and says, I want $100 billion. And they'll start laughing at him again, saying, you might as well have just said a bajillion, gajillion dollars. That money doesn't exist. This is what it is. Like who, and, 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 who in their right mind thinks Alex Jones has a billion dollars to give away? I don't think anyone. I don't. I, and I, I mean, I mean, he's been pretty transparent with his finances, and he doesn't. I don't understand. There's that phrase, squeezing, trying to squeeze blood from a stone, from a turnip, from a turnip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know how the law works in this kind of situation where someone gets sued for money that they don't have. I don't, this, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, this is the biggest judgment in U.S. history, apparently, for defamation. And it's people want a judgment for defamation that weren't even named by Alex Jones. I don't understand this. There were like six people. Six people's families and an FBI agent that was involved somehow is pain and suffering from something Alex. I mean, I understand yeah. he named someone and then one, that person yeah, had phone calls. People went to that person's house. I think I don't know what the extent of the what happened that I get. That guy can sue for defamation. He got named for something that but mm-hmm. the rest of them, I don't I don't understand this. And it's setting a precedent. There wasn't even a trial. They just had a, a, a judgment because they had problems with uh, discovery. And uh, this is the second of, a, of three trials. There's still going to be yet another trial. And this settlement, you know, this, this judgment, excuse me, is almost as big as, of course, one of the biggest he- healthcare fraud settlements in history, which was given to Pfizer that had to pay $2.3 billion for fraudulent marketing back a couple years ago. So uh, when you compare the two, uh, you know, bad opinions, 
compared to what Pfizer did back then, there's a big difference. Well, here's a question then. So, so what should what should happen? I don't have an answer to this. Let's say you're a parent of the Sandy Hook thing. Uh, you're devastated, and there are people turning up your house because of what Alex Jones said. What should happen? Maybe nothing. Well, I mean, it's tough. Uh, for one, uh, Alex had said that you know, under Texas law, you have to say someone's name for it to be defamation, and that he was just saying these people and those people. But I think he did name one person. There was one individual he named. Uh, I'll say this. Alex Jones went on a show to a massive audience and said things that were not true. He's allowed to have his opinions. But when he said things definitively, there's a question there of defamation when you when you call out someone with false information who is not a public figure. I don't think the New York Times should be allowed to get away with it. My big issue, my, my, there's, there's a couple of things I, I, I have issue with here. One, a billion dollars is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, they didn't give him a trial. And when, it, when are any of these big major media organizations ever going to be held to account in any, in, any, in any way, let alone any way like this? It's not happening. So you can see how the machine comes for people who are outside of the establishment. I would say I would find it reasonable if Alex Jones was actually ordered to pay, you know, six figures to each family for each family member, something like that. Maybe the total payout would have been like five million bucks. And they would have said that to cover the cost of security and moving all the legitimate, you know, um, all the legitimate costs incurred by these families. But the idea is here, punitive damages. The the, the judges, act, I'm sorry, the, the lawyers actually said to the jury, fine him so much he cannot keep his business up or up and running or something, something, something to that effect. So the goal here is to punish him so that he doesn't do it again. And I just think that is where I say, no, that's wrong. And I'll tell you, Alex Jones is allowed to be wrong about things. He's allowed to have his opinion about things. Now, if he defamed by saying statements of fact that were not true about private individuals, then I think he owes them damages. But if it was that he truly believed it and he was, he was expressing his opinion on a major news event, then I don't see how you come after him for tens of millions or even a billion dollars. Paying for actual damages because you, you were wrong and spread misinformation about someone that damaged their life, that I understand. I, I'm thinking about a metaphor. I know you love it uh, about like social media administration. And one of the things that minds that we were talking about is if you ban someone for violating terms of service, you ban the channel. And then when they try and make a new channel, some of the admins would be like, no, they can't make any more channels. They violated the terms. I'm like, no, 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 you're not banning the person. You're banning the channel. The channel violated the terms. So it's the same thing with Alex. You, 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 you don't stop him from coming back. That's not the point. You punish him for the, for the fraud or whatever, or the, the problem. But there's no like preventing people from existing or uh, a realm back to you know, norm normality. I, that's my opinion anyway. Or redemption. You know, it's essential. Oh, right. The human there conversation is, is about redemption. We're all I mean, that's the Christian ethos is redemption. Well, these people aren't Christians. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, our society should, is kind of based on it in a and lot they of ways. That. And, and that's a, I think that's a good thing. Um, I think uh, progress is a good thing, but I think there's there's a lot of values that come from uh, 
Christian values that I think are, are good, notably like innocent until proven guilty is a really good one. And there's a lot of bad ones. And, and we found over the over a long period of time, we've gotten rid of the bad ones. But I, I think with, with this, the issue comes down to you cannot get rid of Alex Jones. It's impossible. Okay, here you go. Um, John Smith starts a media company and then says, Alex, I'm going to hire you and I'm going to pay you $10 an hour to host you know, this uh, show. A benefit of working for this company is that you're going to eat at a five-star restaurant steakhouse every night. The company pays for your penthouse and you get a car, a corporate car, and you get corporate private jets, but you only get paid 10 bucks an hour. What Rad. are they going to do? Rad, that's cool. What are they going to do? So if Alex Jones as a personality on a show generates millions of dollars, tens of millions, hundreds of millions. So if they sue him into oblivion, he has a trusted individual who starts a company and hires him. And then what? Now, if, if at that point he says something again, they can sue that company. Sure. But then what? You just do it again? It's, it's ridiculous. You cannot, there's nothing you can do to stop Alex Jones. He is unstoppable. He is, he is a gigantic man boulder rolling down a hill. You will not stop him. Screaming on the top of his That's lungs, right. going ah! crazy. Ah! I want you to imagine Alex Jones rolling down a hill at 100 miles an hour going, ah! just, he hits the bottom of that ramp and then he just goes <laughs> flying through the air. And it's then awesome. supernova. Yeah. And he's like meditating in the sky as he's flying. Like that Pokemon, not Pikachu. I forgot who it is. But, the, but, but, but let, me, let me say this. How many times, uh, I'll put it this way. The New York Times, the lies about the Iraq war and all of that stuff. That, that, the, the lies about Iraq that got us into a war. That cost, what, how many people died? Yeah, really. And how, many, how many innocent civilians were killed? How much money was wasted? How much damage just around the world because of this? Have we sued the New York Times into oblivion to make sure they can never operate again? No, of course not. They just say, well, you know, don't do it again. And we all suffer because of it. Alex Jones says incorrect things about a bunch of families that I, I think he was, it was wrong of him to say. And in the end, they're like, let's make sure he can never, ever run a company. They want to destroy not just his life. They want to destroy the lives of anyone who worked for him. Even a guy who's like a groundskeeper or a security guard. That's insane. Hmm. I want to tell you one more very, very important thing, especially as it pertains to censorship. When they censored Alex Jones on YouTube. This is very important. They did not just take away his ability to speak. They deleted the entire archive of all of the work he had ever produced and published on that platform. That's the scary thing about social media censorship. It doesn't just say you can't talk anymore. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube erases your entire history. Gone. And then you can't comply with discovery. And then they're like, where's the video clips? Where's the video footage? Where's your apology? When when did you say sorry? Show us the details. And of course, no one has the ability to have that many hard drives, that that many backups of how, how he streams essentially, what, what is it? Four hours a day on his show. And then there's a bunch of other shows that he goes on. So it's just impossible. And, and truly the larger censorship efforts are repugnant and, and disgusting. And the corporate media does what Alex Jones does every single day. The only difference is they never get hold, held accountable for all the lies and all the disinformation that they spew. Repugnant. Yeah, that's a, that's a word, right? Repugnant. I love that Potato, word. potato. You know what I was saying. <laughs> I thought it was a word I didn't know. Repugnant. There you go. Yeah, it sounded quite good to me. But the context transfer, people got, people got it. <laughs> is, is, the issue, is the issue that, I mean, this was an emotional reaction, I suppose. It's like a billion dollars or whatever it is. I, I do agree with what you're saying, uh, actually. Now that I think about this, to, to delete someone's entire archive of work seems insane. Yep. But I also just feel like, well, what is to stop all of us now from just saying whatever we want that completely ruins someone's life that might not be true? What you, should be done? Human decency, I guess, uh, <laughs> morals, ethics, um, to, an, to an extent, the Christian values that uh, were instilled in this country, whether you like them or don't, they're there. 
Uh, what should be done is uh, defamation uh, tort, civil tort. <laughs> you, you know, I think we have a problem with Times v. Sullivan. Are you familiar with Times v. Sullivan? This is a precedent that basically says politicians and public figures. It's not just Times v. Sullivan. There was another court case that added to it. But it's, the ba it's basically the precedent that says if you're a public figure, then there is a higher degree of scrutiny. And I think that, you know, there's, there's good things and bad things about it. But I think it kind of weighs on the, on the negative. What this means is if CNN comes out and lies about me and says that, you know, Tim Pool, you know, punched a dog. And then I sue and say, no, I didn't. They'll say you're a public figure. Oh, well, that's no good. No. And so, I mean, saying that I punched a dog is a, is a very definitive thing. It's, it, so they, they probably would have a hard time with saying something that definitive. But they can come out and say that you're a known white supremacist who sympathizes and, and, and does this, that or otherwise. And then if you try and sue, they'll say it's a protected opinion against a public, uh, uh, you know, public uh, uh, pers person. And so it, you, you, case dismissed. If you're a private individual then you've got way more grounds, which is why Alex Jones basically lost here. But I think the real reason he lost here is because the machine was out to get him. That's my opinion on the matter. I, I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, look what the corporate media does. Just a few months ago, uh, during the whole Afghanistan debacle, the United States Pentagon military literally launched a, a, a missile strike and killed an aid worker. The U.S. corporate media said that he was ISIS-K, that he was a terrorist. He was an aid worker that was bringing uh, fresh water to Afghanistan. That's libel. That's defamation. This family mm -hmm. is being defamed as some kind of new radical Islamist terrorists when in reality they were working with the U.S. government bringing fresh water to Afghanistan. Is the corporate media going to be held responsible for that particular incident of, of defamation, of lying about someone that just had their entire family annihilated in a, in, a, in a drone strike that the corporate media and the U.S. Pentagon were lying about? No. Should they? If we're going to be playing by these rules? Absolutely. And I think you would get a reward more than a billion dollars for such defamation and such actions if we're playing by the same rules set by the president of, of this particular court uh, hearing. I don't normally do super chats this early, but there is one that I want to address because I brought it up. And I think for people who are listening to the segment, they should hear it. Augusto Mimache says, where is innocent until proven guilty in the Bible? He who is without sin isn't the same. No, it is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was, I think it was, it Abraham was talking to uh, God. And God was like, you know, I, I'm probably getting the story wrong, but the general idea is, you know, I'm going to blow up these cities because they're full of, you know, nasty people. And then he, he asks, but what if there are 50 righteous people? And he's like, okay, if there are 50 righteous people, I won't blow it up. He said, what about 40? Okay, if there's 40. And then finally it comes down to, what if there is but one righteous man? And he says, okay, if there is one righteous man, I will not destroy these cities. The idea there is that you cannot condemn someone to death if they are a righteous person, right? That's the general idea. That was the inspiration for Blackstone's formulation. It is better that 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer, mm -hmm. which then went to Benjamin Franklin, who said it's better that 100 guilty <clears throat> persons escape than one innocent person suffer. And the philosophy there, the uh, legal and moral and governmental philosophy is, if people don't have faith that as innocent individuals, they will be protected from false accusations. If people believe that even if they are innocent, the machine will try to crush them, then they don't lend their confidence to government. Government doesn't work. Ultimately, this becomes the element of the government that is you must have a trial. You must be proven guilty. You can confront your accusers and you are innocent until they prove you're guilty. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I, I, I was, was reading about, you know, why I was reading about the Constitution, where these ideas came from, why we had them. 
And I traced that one all the way back. It was very, very fascinating. So, uh, yeah, there we go. They say, they say that 10% of people in prison are innocent. And uh, it reminds me of Amanda Knox. You remember Amanda Knox? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on my, my podcast, and she's this lovely person. She seems so nice. And the minute I put that out, the amount of abuse I got and that she got, she now has to live with that because people don't go by innocent until proven guilty. They're yeah. just all convinced she did it, you know? Yeah, the court yep. of public opinion now. Yeah. And that's the problem with stuff like uh, this Alex Jones thing. Most people uh, don't even know the full details of the of the trial, and I'm not going to pretend to either. I think if you if you watch someone like Viva Fry, you might get a, a much much better understanding of how the court case played out and everything like that. But then you take a look at like the Ahmed Arbery case. You take a look mm-hmm. at the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Yeah. There are mobs with pitchforks going around demanding violent ends to Literally. to to you know to, and and they uh, don't even know what happened. Like hands up, don't shoot. People were riding over the Michael Brown stuff that turned out to be mm-hmm. fake. Ferguson was the West Florissant in Ferguson was burnt to the ground. All these buildings over lies, lies from the media. And the media went there and they were all gloating and talking about how it was a great networking event. These people are nasty people, man. So I don't think this is uh, this is going to be a devastating blow against Alex Jones because he is very persistent. And I think he's definitely going to figure out a lot of different ways around this. I think he already has safeguarded a lot of his assets and a lot of his uh, a lot of his businesses. But but also, more importantly, a lot of legal experts are saying that he's going to win on appeal when it comes to, of course, challenging this major decision. There's still, again, one more court hearing that's going to, of course, be going after him. But more importantly, I think with hyperinflation, the $1 billion is going to be a cakewalk, especially with the value of the dollar going down <laughs> with the Federal right. Reserve quanti- quantitative easing policies that have utterly destroyed our currency. And a uh, billion dollars is going to be nothing in a few in a few uh, months from now. Let's jump to this next one. This is from Candace Owens, who tweeted earlier today. I learned that Kanye West was officially kicked out of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. I was told there was no official reason given, but they sent this letter as a as well to confirm that he has until late November to find another place for the Yeezy Empire to bank. This is nuts. Here's a, here's a letter. It says, Dear Ye. Is that his real name? Yeah, now? he had an officially changed. Wow. Yeah. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. We are sending this letter to confirm our recent discussion with blank. JP Morgan Bank has decided to end its banking relationship with Yeezy LLC, et cetera, et cetera. The first thing I'm going to say before we get into the political ramifications of this is make sure you are using parallel economy. I know it's a relatively new uh, financial service co-founded by Dan Bongino. Shout out to Dan, who's doing tremendous work to help fight back against censorship. If you become a member at TimCast.com, we default parallel economy. Support businesses that are fighting back, that believe in, in these values. Parallel economy is one of them. Kanye West, I will say it right now. Candace Owens, Kanye West, talk to parallel economy. They're not a bank. They do financial transaction services, but talk to them. Because if Kanye said, okay, I won't use, I won't use uh, Chase. I'll use this bank and I'll use this financial service. It can be a major movement towards pushing back against censorship. And Kanye is big enough to make a huge impact on that regard, in that regard. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you will own nothing and you will be happy. You want to take this one or should I? You, the go- federal, you don't own your money anyway. People yeah. think that's their money. That's where Federal Reserve notes on loan. They can take them back if they want. They can shut you down. And, Doesn't and, it even say on like money or something something about that? It says Federal Reserve note. It's a promissory note that they, they mm-hmm. give it to the American government. The American government promises to pay them back a dollar plus interest for every dollar they borrow. It's such an so, insane uh, system. So Ethereum, wow. right, Luke? We, well, we, no. <laughs> like, no. The other guy was shilling for it. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's another topic to discuss here. Uh, again, decentralized currencies are, are another Bitcoin. thing. But, but the Federal Reserve is building their own centralized digital currency, which is going to lead to behavior like this. 
tenfold. And this is not the first time that a major banking institution punished someone because of their opinions. Uh, I, I think that's what's happening here. We don't know exactly what's happening here. Maybe there's some accusations by Chase Manhattan that they didn't want to, of course, make public. But it's most likely what's been happening previously before. And that's we don't like your opinion. We're going to make sure you can't exist in society. We're going to make sure that you as an individual can't have any uh, free flow of transactions, which is absolutely crazy. You don't can like can I just give a shout out real quick to uh, Candace Owens profile picture on Twitter? It's the uh, oh, communist stop. fist <laughs> appropriated by BLM holding oh wads of cash. And it's melting. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep. Yep. You don't like Ethereum? I, I question everything and I'm skeptical of everything. So um, again, when, when it comes to you know, a lot of these digital currencies, I, I think skepticism is your best friend. Uh, Ethereum I told, is clearly better than Bitcoin, Luke. I told people... Mark Zuckerberg is your friend. Yeah, I told people from the very beginning, invest what you're willing to lose because it's a Wild West market. I do believe there are tremendous opportunities for decentralization, especially when it comes to privacy coins, uh, it, things like Monero. There's a reason the IRS is sending out messages and letters saying, please help us crack Monero. There's a reason uh, Amazon and Jeff Bezos are building uh, technology that will break, of course, encryption. So, so I, I do believe in privacy coins, but I don't believe in what the World Economic Forum and a lot of the other big bankers are pushing, and that's centralized digital currencies. Uh, the CEO of BlackRock was just talking about how, how the situation in Ukraine is going to lead to a bigger push for centralized digital currencies. That's essentially what they're pushing for, a social credit score where they will track, trace, and database and punish you on the fly for wrong think, just like they probably did to Kanye West with Chase Manhattan Bank. I'm, I'm pretty flabbergasted. I didn't know that banks and PayPal, of course, at the moment, I didn't know they could actually do this based on your views. They can just say, okay, well, we're going to take your money or you can't use us for your money. I, I had no idea that was allowed. They can't do that in the UK? Uh, well, I think they can, but I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, until I'd recently. Yeah, I imagine it's probably worse in the UK. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. The PayPal stuff started happening to quite a few people I know in, in the UK. I started seeing it happening on Twitter. Loads of people saying, well, my PayPal's closed. No one's told me why. Don't know what's going on. I mean, I've been stressed out about the whole free speech thing for quite some time now, just the way people are clamping down on it, using uh, culture and the press to stop people just having views. Look, the Kanye West thing, I'm Jewish. I've grown up Jewish. My family's Jewish. Friends are Jewish. I was, you know, properly actually Jewish. It's very offensive what he said. I take it with a pinch of salt because he's Kanye West. You know, he says mad things all the the time and yeah, whatever exactly. you hear it every day anyway so okay whatever but i i don't i wouldn't want to have a bank that doesn't allow people who disagree with me or say horrible things to me to be able to uh, keep their money there and it's the same with speech i want people who've got opposite opinions to mine to be able to say whatever they want and and people can decide if they want to listen to them you know would you have debanked hitler if you were running the bank that he was using when he uh declared war on <laughs> poland nice, i think once he's once you've started a war it might be a bit different if you're trying to stop but i, but I don't know that's over my pay grade what, what would you have done he was getting financed by the bushes and 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 the the rockefeller so I he had no prescott bush i would have yeah, debanked him yep. and used my bank as a weapon to win the war i mean i'll yeah. be honest that's yeah. what this is i mean we talk, say it's a culture war we kind of joke and laugh it's a real culture war sure like it's it's a domination for your mind sure but that's different. That's you trying to win a win a war. We're not trying to win a war against Kanye West. But sanctions and war happen all the time. Tons of people say we're no longer going to do business with you and your your money's frozen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
This is a private citizen in the United States being told that he's being kicked off of a bank. Now, we don't know exactly why. They didn't say why, but we know why. He's in the news. They're saying he's offensive. I think this is actually really, really bad for Chase. And they made a big mistake because we saw what happened with PayPal. Their stock is down. I think I don't know where it's at right now. Let me let me let me check PayPal stock for the day because it was up early. Let's see where it's at. So it's up 0.87%. But in the past five days, they're down 10%. So since this news broke over the weekend, they're they're down 10%. Dude, while you're here, look at their last five years. Look at what happened April 2020 to PayPal stock. COVID is announced. Gazelle, all these people made three times their money and then sold it all. And then they went back to normal. Someone <laughs> tripled their money. Lots of yeah, some, but that means someone lost their money. And I imagine it was pension funds. I think it, so a cabal of organizations tripled their money by investing in PayPal through the pandemic and then got out. And then a bunch of people that were trying to ride the wave probably bought in while it was up. Yeah, people knew Maybe. commerce was going to, of course, happen online and not mm-hmm. in person and not in real life. So it was a, an investment that a lot of people predicted. Oh, I, I, I've heard stories from people who bought Moderna stock. Who, someone told me this. That they bought Moderna stock right at the start of the pandemic because they were like, oh, the media is talking about it. And then what was that, like a 100 times increase or like a 40 times increase on your money? I don't know. Investing in these machines and then getting rich off them like investing in PayPal, knowing that people have to buy online and they can't use, you know, mom they, and pop shores, right. stores and, and bodegas. So there was money to be made. I don't I don't think it's necessarily necessarily the, what you think it is, Ian. It's, po- it's probably that a lot of powerful elites were playing games. I think a lot of it was people being like, I'm going to invest in in PayPal and Amazon and Netflix and all of their stocks skyrocketed because people couldn't leave their houses. So yeah. maybe maybe it was his name. Paul Pelosi. Is that, is that yeah? Nancy's husband. Nancy's husband. Yeah, the is that glorious Paul. Paul, Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Great no, trader. Smart guy. He's very smart. You know, on Wall so Street it's, especially. It's almost like he's like psychic. Like he just knows these things are going to happen. Yeah, or like he has like a like his wife like has some inside scoop or something. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's know. almost like his wife is the speaker of the house but and it, has an inside track on what bills yeah, are moving. It's probably forward. more likely that he's psychic. It's almost as yeah. his wife is making all the decisions in big industry <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, is directly correlated to some of the big trades that he's making. Welcome to the modern era, my friends. They went after Kanye West, man. I guess that's what that's what happens. Well, we we still don't know exactly what happened here. I, we we could speculate. I, it's probably because of his more spicy, controversial, co- you know, topics and, and and conversations. I've been seeing like a little scuttlebutt of of what he's been saying. Uh, but but you know, again, when when banks get more involved, when when there's more social pressure, you know, this is creating a society that that is essentially a social credit score. You can't think right. the wrong things. You can't express the wrong things. And even if you do express the wrong ideas, at least have the ability to be able to, of course, have them challenged, have them questioned, mm-hmm. because that's how you stop someone from uh, believing in bad things. You question those things and you actually talk them through it instead of just censoring them, which actually pushes them to the further extremes and has them go to places where they get more radicalized and they get more crazy belief systems, which again is psychologically proven to be true. I think that you're right that diplomacy and communication is the way, is this kind of the United States was based on a bunch of people that didn't agree, got together, and then they started figuring it out together and they didn't have global wars. But the problem now is that we don't, sp- I don't speak Russian, I don't speak China, I don't speak Mandarin. And so to debate and have conversation globally in this new, it'd be like if people in West Virginia spoke Mandarin, but people in Massachusetts spoke uh, Russian and but we're still expected for those people to somehow work together it wouldn't have happened they had a common language and now in the globe we don't have a common language we kind of have english mm-hmm. but i don't understand the russian guys speaking russian um and that's a and big I don't, I don't understand what kanye west is saying have the time to be completely honest yeah it's like hard to and I'm oh yeah to... we listened to one of his shows him yeah, and, and rogan was like, and tim what? was like i do not understand i was like i get every word man 
He's just a, a wild. Uh, <laughs> he's too he's an empath. Frequency. Yeah. No, his he's Tucker Carlson. Dreams. His Tucker Carlson interview was was very coherent. It was it was very good. Yeah, we we we, we listened to that. I thought he was eloquent there. Yeah, and then their Vice came out and was like, "Listen to what Kanye really said," but Tucker edited it out, and I was like, mm-hmm. "It's just not." That's like one controversial thing. He's a black Hebrew Israelite, I guess. Kanye yeah. West believes that he's a true Jew, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I maybe Tucker Carlson took it out because it didn't flow the conversation, I and it's like so. they cut it for time. Yeah. Oh, because uh, Judaism is passed through blood. That's the idea, and so he says his great ancestors were Jewish. No, 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 no. Black Hebrew Israelites believe that black people are the true you know, children of, of uh, Israel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the people there are currently are like occupying it and stole it from them or something. Interesting philosophy. When, when BLM first started getting really big a year or two ago, that was quite a difficult time for a lot of Jewish people because a lot of anti-Semitism came from there. And then yep. there was a lot of sort of mm-hmm. Jewish black rivalry stuff going right. on for about a year or so. So I, I lived in um, Crown Heights in Brooklyn and there was a huge Jewish like there were shootouts between Jewish, Hasidic mm. Jewish people and, and, and the black community. Like, yeah. it was weird. Yeah. And uh, they had to set up like a mobile command at like this dividing line between the two neighborhoods. And I just, I didn't, I didn't really understand it. But then I, uh, several years later when I started, I was covering a riot in Baltimore and these kids were talking about, they were, is, they were, uh, they were Muslim. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about a lot of this stuff. And they were, just, they were just like coming up to the cameras and then yelling stuff. And then people started explaining to me like Farrakhan and all the stuff I, I wasn't super familiar with. And I was like, ah, okay, I get it. Yeah. Right, so you've got these people who believe really, really anti-Semitic things. Fair. We saw we saw the reporting from uh, I think it was uh, I think it was the New York Times and Tablet about the, the heads of BLM were extremely anti-Semitic, spreading these conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about Jewish people and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. well, this was this was a really weird time because so because BLM was everywhere in the UK. The UK, I mean, in, in some senses, is is further left and more woke than America. And in other ways, in other senses, it's the opposite. We tend to take our lead from you guys. Um, something happens here, and six months later, it's like all over the UK uh, and BLM of course that happened in the UK and it almost doesn't make sense the statistics and everything in the UK it didn't really make sense I right. think like three uh, black people over 10 years had been killed by police or whatever it's a total we, we don't have as, as many black people in the UK exactly. it's a totally different thing but BLM went crazy and then I had to go to like soccer games right and I would see just like the t-shirts had BLM all over them BLM was written everywhere and I'm just sitting there with my dad and that and we're just watching it like as, as Jewish people we're, we're like well, where's my where's my decision in this because I know that the organization I, I don't necessarily I don't have a problem with the words Black Lives Matter but that organization the anarcho-Marxist uh, anti-semitic thing why do i have to watch that on my football club now yeah mm-hmm. it was uh, it wasn't nice to have to watch so you you talk all about cults and stuff like that we mentioned early in the show that the wokeness is very much a kind of cult but uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on all this in the united states in the uk just generally in the west it's it's just a bit what i think it comes from uh status and um or status i think you guys say right yeah <laughs> yeah so status there's a, a theory and, and I, I i owe a writer called will store for this about about status that uh, status we sort of evolved um in tribes and there were three types of status uh one was dominance one was success and one was virtue um so you could either you would get more of the food if you were particularly dominant in a tribe you would get more of the food if you were successful mm-hmm. if you're successful in a tribe you would start uh you're, you're maybe good at making the fire you invented the wheel everybody's going to share their food with you now if you're not particularly dominant as a person if you're not particularly successful you, you, the third option was state uh, was virtue 
uh, and you had to show that you're a really nice guy. You're going to share your food with people. You know, you're going to help someone if they need it. Then they're going to share their food food with you. But mm-hmm. the thing was, you didn't actually have to be virtuous. You didn't have to actually help people. You had to make it appear like you, you did. You signal your virtue. Exactly that. Exactly that. And they found like uh, there have been studies shown that people who do that a lot are more likely to be psychopathic or narcissistic. Oh, oh that makes sense. Oh yeah. There's, there's, I wonder if uh, what we're seeing is basically there's like this. Um, grand restart or something a great reset that's happening and what, what what happens then is people who don't have purpose become mm-hmm. wayward you know uh, what is it the idle hands the devil's playground so you have a bunch of people who have nothing to do mm-hmm. no specialties no expertise they're just listless wandering npcs or whatever irrelevant and so in this hollow hole in their heart they fill it with fake purpose mm-hmm. and so they join the machine and that's why they're so adamant about never giving it up, no matter what. Why is it that we had Larry Elder here? And he says, you know, I tried showing the, the quote, the transcription from Trump, where Trump did not say, you know, mm-hmm. very fine people and stuff. He, he said they, the white supremacists should be condemned totally. And they refused to read it. It's because they have nothing in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, for me, I play music. I play Magic the Gathering. I skateboard. I rollerblade. Uh, we're writing songs. We, we, t- we, we talk politics. I am very full of purpose. But what about someone who has nothing? What about someone who's not really that good at playing guitar? What if someone that's not really good at playing games? What if someone has no hobbies and they have no friends? The only thing they have is to latch onto this ideology. That's the one thing they have. And then you come along, the nerve of you, (laughs) trying to give them the truth, which would shatter the only thing they have in their hearts. Mm. They won't allow that. They go nuts. And that's why they they get violent on behalf of it. It's Mm -hmm. the only thing they have. Their only passion. You're you're spot on. I think that's exactly it. But I think it's the same reason people sometimes go really far right. It's the same reason people get into Scientology or Mormonism or whatever it is. Often they don't quite have something in their lives. I always remember, you know, when I I was a bit, uh, I I don't think I was woke, but maybe liberal when I was like 18, 19 years old. You go to university, right? You know, when you go and everybody's got in their dorms like posters of of like, this is who I am. I'm someone who likes the Godfather. And it's like, well, everyone likes the Godfather, you know? But that's my individuality. And and hopefully as you get older, you start to, as you say, take up more interest interests you don't identify it you know everyone's got in their pronoun you know pronouns or whatever it might be in their twitter profile and you know why do we need to know that well i want to know if you play guitar as you say i want to know what you do in your life what's interesting and those are the people i think sometimes who who are led into cultish groups they don't have anything like you know so uh i like to skate was uh was a rollerblading earlier today and every day when i do i'm trying to one-up myself so I'm trying to go higher on the vert ramp or I'm trying to do something I've never done before. And that, that's fulfilling and it's accomplishment. I'm challenging myself every day. But for you, if you're someone who doesn't have that, mm-hmm. then the only thing you have to give you that dopamine release is going to be fitting in and having someone else praise you or feeling like, you know, you've latched onto something. Or eating. Yeah, eating. That's or eating. Thing. Maybe that's why a lot of them are morbidly obese. No joke. That fills the, the depression. If you feel depression, you want serotonin, you eat. That's a big thing. That that definitely raises your mood. Well, you know, I, and the food's being engineered to become addictive, but that's another uh, pr- process in itself. I remember a couple of years ago looking at psychological studies, specifically when it came to radical uh, jihadists, and uh, a lot of psychologists found that it was poverty and polyamory that led to, of course, people becoming radicalists because there there wasn't enough women for the guys to go around. Mm-hmm. One guy would marry 10 to 12 to 15 to 20 wives, and there wasn't enough wives to go around because of the poverty because of the lack of education a lot of people just 
you know, went to extremist groups. So uh, when you look at those conditions, when you look at what's happening in in today's day and age in the dating world, when you look at what's happening financially with the banks and the big multinational corporations pretty much stealing everyone's money, we're pretty much creating the same situation for radicalization. So uh, yes, things are not going to be good (laughs) with so many people radicalized, with so many people going to the fringes and going to these extremist groups um, that they're going to be taken advantage of with. And now we have the cults becoming prominent in government. Mm-hmm. in major corporations and institutions. Uh, have you have you studied or read up on other tradition, more traditional cults? Stuff like Scientology or, or Nixium or uh, those kinds of things? Sure. I don't know about those specifically. Those are more modern. But I mean, there have been, you know, uh, who was it? Jim mm. Jones, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonestown. That, Jonestown. That was, that was mad. The, I, the, I, yeah. I use those because I think we have, well, actually, uh, uh, Scientology might be a, better, a good example as well. But I think Jonestown is, it's very definitive. It had an end. There's a lot of that we know about it. What 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 are, are are there similarities or can you can you look at something like that and then try and predict where we go with the modern woke cult? Well, Jonestown, I think, is is really rare just in, in terms of how. Um, I mean, I, I use the word cultish to think you know something is cultish. Maybe it's one out of ten cultish, and Jonestown was ten out of ten. Scientology is like a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten or something. Uh, Heaven's Gate was the other one. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah. was, oh, it, was yeah. that where they thought they were going to go on the the comet. comet or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the did inter- they drink the Kool Aid too? The, yeah, so that's actually a, a misnomer. The Kool Aid thing. I think it wasn't Kool Aid. It was something else, but mm-hmm. it got it, it got remembered as Kool Aid. Yes, yeah, so I love how it you know all these, like this this story is. It's relatively modern, right? It was in the 90s? Yeah, I think so. And now yeah, drink the Kool-Aid has become like a, a slang term for yeah. buying into something. And it's wrong. Oh, right. it was yeah. Flavor-Aid. Yeah. It was Flavor-Aid? Yeah. Oh, not Flavor-Aid? <laughs> it was uh, cyanide poison. Force and if you there's video audio of yeah. them eating it wow. and people didn't want to they were refusing they were screaming they were taking babies away from mothers to poison the baby and the mothers were screaming wow. I think, it's I think horrific it's on not, YouTube are you talking about Jim Jones now Jonestown okay, that's, that's all Jonestown slightly, slightly different I don't know about um, Heaven's Gate oh what so, they so, Jones, so Jonestown they yeah people believe that they all killed themselves and they're like how did that happen and that's not really what happened they tried to escape as you say and Whoa. there were security guards just shooting them mm-hmm. and killing them all right. dead right. Dude, right. you got to listen to the, it's like a forty minute video on YouTube. why were because they're, the, they're, they're cultists. The guy in charge, Jim, Jim Jones, was being caught. I think uh, the FBI, I think it was, or would it have been the CIA, were, were in Guyana sort of checking up on him and he knew his days were numbered. Right. So it was like, okay, this is the next step. We all have to, we all have to kill ourselves right. now. Right. So I think it's rare that people get absolutely swept up to a point that they're willing to actually kill themselves mm-hmm. like that. I think there's, and I think that's the same with the, a lot of, you know, we talk about the woke ideology stuff. I think deep, deep down, and, and the woke stuff goes back to the new Puritans. I, I talk about the Puritans. Andrew Doyle is great on that. I, I interviewed him recently. He's fantastic. He's got this book called The New Puritans, um, just about how similar the witch hunting stuff is to a lot of the woke ideology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they knew it wasn't real, the witch hunting people, but they knew that if they said anything, just like now, yep. if they said anything, they'd be next. You get shouted down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so so that's probably the, the closest thing, I, th- I think, in terms of like historic cults and how that relates to today. So maybe in 50 to 100 years, they'll talk about the cancel culture trials and how absurd and crazy everybody was. And uh, I think so. we'll come out on the right side of this one. Is, so it's that they think that if they if they cause enough pain to the enemy, that they're actually causing good to the ones they I mean, I don't understand. Like, what was the impetus of the witch hunts? Why were they doing it? I've heard that they were on Urgot. 
that they were inadvertently dosing themselves with ergot. Oh, I don't know. It was it's like it's a fungus. A wheat, fungus on wheat that causes hallucinations. Yes, correct. And, and so they were tripping balls. They didn't know it. So they thought he's a witch. She's a witch. I'm a witch. Well, and they didn't know. And it's also slightly. It also has to do with uh, the fact that people have like the hags dream. You never heard of that? The hags dream when you fall asleep and you feel like someone's in the room. Right, right, right. It's just an evolutionary trait mm-hmm. that allows you to think, oh, if there's something in the room, you will, you are awake, but you're not moving. Your body keeps you yeah. from moving. And I get that. Sleep paralysis. I get that. Sleep paralysis. My girlfriend has to wake me up. I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I'm screaming. I think I'm scream i'm gonna go ah, wake exactly. me up, wake me up. but what's actually happening is i'm going mm-hmm. which yep. is freaky for my girlfriend at like four in the morning <laughs> yeah. like she's got to be like fuck it no obviously that's just but they wake me up and all that it's just like it's 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 freaky yeah but mm-hmm. but that's it but the, the thing with the witch thing and which also relates to modern times because you guys were talking before about when it's powerful people it doesn't you know the same rules don't apply the the, the girls that were accusing everyone they did uh, towards the end when it was falling apart they did accuse people who were quite prominent right and everybody just right. sort of went what shut up yeah and then they had to shut up after the that. witch hunts yes yeah yeah wow yeah mm. they tried to reach too high yeah and then powerful people said no nope. kind of like when they went after rogan with the ivermectin thing yes almost yeah. exactly. well not just that they went after rogan for a lot of things and they just doesn't work Mm-mm. nothing sticks yeah sometimes it's, you it's overt nonsense you you realize yeah kind of well that's you. that's what happens eventually the, the veil gets shattered i guess and people are just like, okay, oh, wait a minute, you know, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's 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 like most things, it's just confidence. Do the people have enough confidence of other people to 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 engage in insane behavior? People were like, even really intelligent people. I mean, all of us probably get misled and led down certain rabbit holes, and we don't even realize it. My favorite example is Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes, and he's supposed to be the master of deduction, Sherlock Holmes. So Arthur Conan mm-hmm. Doyle is a super clever person, and there's a great book called The Intelligence Trap about exactly this: that the cleverer the person is, the better able they are to convince themselves of mad conspiracy mm, yeah. because they're smart so it's confirmation bias so Arthur Conan Doyle believed in fairies and that was at a time when people did not believe in th- fairies no one no it wasn't like oh it was back in the olden times but he just was obsessed and he was mates with Houdini the magician and Houdini was like mm-hmm. an abs- absolute skeptic and they right. fell out over that they what had, yeah big yeah. argument over yeah. that and also because um, Arthur Conan Doyle kept trying to get um, Houdini to do this like clairvoyant stuff and like speak to his dead mother and mad stuff like that and Houdini's like it's not real yeah, and yeah. and Avocado Doyle was like, those fairies are real, but the fairies were a prank by some young girls. They just put put up some pictures of fairies and put like a drawing pin in the in the stomach and just put it like like little paper fairies. Right. And he believed that, and he thought that the drawing pin, the little pin in the stomach, that was evidence that they had belly buttons, and so they uh, <laughs> so they had children. It was like fairies can reproduce. That was what he was thinking. This is a super smart guy. So I think what's happening is, as you said, there's like all these people who are perhaps really intelligent like we, we like to think of oh you join Scientology you must be an idiot a lot of them are really inte- I've met yeah. some really intelligent ex-Scientologists um, but maybe they're lacking some sort of purpose and then someone comes along and says no no you've got purpose you're going to sign a one billion year contract which is what they have yeah. to do yes, and you're going to with each bit of money you put in you're going to learn more secret stuff about um, mm-hmm. aliens and Lord Zeno who that's Scientology us. that's yes. Scientology yeah. they, they have, they, that's a billion year contract yeah yeah. What? Yeah. Because you, sure. you're immortal or something? Do you know the Scientology backstory? Only a little bit. About the Thetans. And yeah, the yeah. Lord, oh, please Lord, dropping them in please the volcano share. and please stuff. Share. It's fantastic. So they, they now say this isn't what they think, but it is. It but is. It th- is. This is the problem with the internet. It's ruined cults because cults are supposed to be, they're supposed to be a level that you can't reach because it's like the secret level, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. until you put enough money in. But now yes. we have the internet. 
So it's just there. So now Scientology has to go out and say, no, 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 that's not true until you get to that stage and they go, yeah, it was true actually. They, you know, <laughs> um, so it is, yeah, Lord Zeno and, and he, Lord, they, they all lived somewhere else and he killed everyone in this alien planet and all the spirits went away into Earth, into the volcanoes of mm-hmm. Earth and they went out and into everybody's yeah. bodies now. And now you have like a bunch of ghosts inside you or something, is that it? Yeah. So, I, was, uh, I, was, I was in uh, Hollywood and I was skating and you got the Scientology thing on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, mm. I think it's on Hollywood. Is that the street? Yeah, I live right next to it. It's, just it's between and then, Sunset uh, and Franklin, or Hollywood yeah, yeah. and Franklin. Correct. So I'm, I'm skating, and then I see a guy with the book, and he's outside, and, he, and he's waving as I'm coming up. So I stop. And then he's like, hey, how's it going? He talks to me. And um, he asked me if I knew anything about Dianetics, because I think that's what it says, like, yeah. or, like mm-hmm. Scientology. Yeah. And then I was like, no. And then he was like, do you know anything about Scientology? And I was like, just what I've seen from the TV. I was like, don't you guys believe like aliens and like volcanoes? And he goes, that's what the uh, the cartoon says. Do you get all your facts from cartoons? South Park. And I was like, no. And he goes, oh, so how about we actually tell you what we do? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and I came in and sat down and then they gave me the e-meter. No way. And then, yeah, yeah, for real. And then I, I put my hands on it or whatever. And I, I'm like, Whoa. nothing's happening. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then the guy asked me if I would be interested in, in, in better understanding and buying the book. So I actually bought Dianetics. Now I'm Sweet. completely skeptical. I think it was like 20 bucks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No But I was like, how can I be critical of something I've never actually read? If I don't know what they're talking about, it's simple for me to watch South Park and then be like, the, the TV said you're dumb. But that would be stupid. And so I think I actually got maybe like 50 pages in and then laughed and then put it down. I was like, I can't read this. <laughs> because I think, I think for me, it seemed really obvious how the manipulation worked. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, like a, it's like my view of it is, is, is a, it's a false logic. Like it'll say something, hey, did you ever experience this feeling? Yeah. That's because of this thing. And then you go, oh, I could see how that works. Mm-hmm. If they can make you using sophistry go from point A to point B to C to D to E, they're walking you towards they're creating the reality they're Mm -hmm. they're 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 building the logical structure for you to and i read that and i was just like "Ah, you know people fall for this stuff they read it and believe it speaking on the integrity of scientology i lived in hollywood and did a uh a a video a movie for science the scientology group they had me and my girlfriend come in they want to do something on the right to marriage so they were like okay for this you guys are married tell everyone how happy you are so we're like okay so we faked, lied that we were. They got a non-married couple to pretend like they were married because they liked the way they looked. I like, thought you were going to say you had to lie that you were happy. But no, no, no we had to lie happy. that we were married. So this is like a church, technically telling, telling, having non-married people pretend that they're married. Like it's, it's a lie. I was lying wow. uh, for the Scientologists, and they paid me to lie for them. Yeah, sounds like them. I want to, I want to jump to another segment, but we're gonna, we're gonna grab this super chat that just came in. Sleep is the cousin of death, says Tim making fun of Scientology, but thinks God's real. Oh, boy. You see, this is this is the challenging thing, I guess, about trying to talk to people about physics, spirituality, reality, understanding, philosophy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, I could be wrong, but Einstein believed in God. He was not an atheist. That's where the phrase Einsteinian God comes from. Maybe it's wrong. But the idea of Einsteinian God is... It's that phrase is used to explain to people who don't understand uh, 
they don't understand, I guess, how do you describe it? Concepts beyond knowledge, right? The infinity. Mm-hmm. What does infinity truly mean? How do you perceive dimensions we, you know, beyond three? So there are certain ideas that we understand can exist, but it's hard for us to conceptualize. We can mm-hmm. describe. So with the issue of Einsteinian God, you talk to your average person, you say, like, describe God. And they'll say, you know, a guy with a beard, he's in the clouds, and he's got white hair or whatever. And that's like a weird cartoon depiction of some religious deity. Mm-hmm. But for this is why I say I don't believe in any organized religion. The simplest way to put it is God, uh, in my view, is just there is a system by which we exist in. We understand the system of um, a computer program. We understand that we as humans are mapping out reality. The simplest way to put it is God is the universe. There is a greater power that exists beyond us. It is the structure and code of the universe. It exists. Mm -hmm. That's the most rudimentary way to explain it to someone who thinks God is a person in the clouds. Now, a lot of religious people genuinely do believe that God is a person who is above us or around us or whatever, and that's on them. But if your if your assumption immediately is when I say I believe in God, you think I'm talking about a guy in the sky, then you are not then you, you, you genuinely do not know enough about the subject. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, my my view of this comes from reading religious texts, growing up briefly Catholic, reading about quantum physics, reading a philosophy and then going, we don't know half. We don't we don't we don't know anything. We know so little. Mm-hmm. And when you when, you know, from that perspective, I would I would need probably a couple hours. We've done this in the members only shows, breaking down the the long trail of thought to understand the concept that I'm that I'm trying to get to. There's no way I could do it in ten minutes, you know, without making a whole show dedicated to it. Yeah. But uh, simply put, my view of God is not a guy in the clouds. It is it is well 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 beyond that. Mm-hmm. I want you to imagine infinity. You know what infinity means, right? A lot of people think infinity is a number. It's not. Infinity means everything beyond and endlessly and and. I want you to imagine things that don't exist. I want you to imagine a color you've never seen before. I want you to imagine the fourth dimension. How do you do it? You can't. You can understand a a three-dimensional projection of the fourth dimension, and we can mathematically show how a fourth dimension will work, even though we can't conceptualize it outside of just drawing a mathematical picture. So there's, there's so much to break down to get through that. I'll leave it there. Maybe we'll talk about it when it comes to cults, and we'll do it in the members only section. But let's jump to this story from CBS12.com. NBC reporter's interview with PA Senate candidate John Fetterman draws criticism. So in this interview with NBC Fetterman, who's running, he's a Democrat in Pennsylvania. He can't actually understand the words that are being said to him because in May he suffered a very serious stroke and it was debilitating and it caused him very serious brain damage. I'm not saying that as a, as a, as a pejorative or to be disrespectful. He Just literally is suffering from yeah, this. Actually. In the interview, let me, uh, let me play it here. Let's... I'm not going to, I don't care to play her, her audio. They show in the, uh, I think I just passed it actually. So let's, uh, let me see if I can play it. And uh, well, you know, I'll pull the audio up. Are you confident going into that debate? It's, it's going to be. So they do editing because uh, here you go. There you go. In this image, you can see right here, in order for Fetterman to actually answer the questions, they have a special program that transcribes the words she's saying into written text so he can read it and then answer. This led to a whole bunch of people saying he's clearly not mentally fit to do the job. How is he going to stand on the Senate floor and debate an idea? When people are saying, John, you are wrong. Your bill would do X, Y, and Z. And he goes, I, I can't understand anything. I can hear the words, but my brain can't process it. This is not someone being deaf. A bunch of these woke journalists, Democrats, and liberals were like, we don't discriminate against people who can't hear. He can hear. 
He can hear perfectly. His brain cannot process the audio. Right. That to me is very, very serious. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you this, man. They voted for Joe Biden. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they learned their lesson. I think a lot of people will have learned the lesson. I think a lot of people won't. But to all these people, I say to you, you voted for Joe Biden, right? You thought, how bad can it really be? How bad can it? It's, it's better than Trump. When you vote for someone who is cognitively impaired, you get disaster, you get crisis, you get deficits, you get shutting down of Keystone and now gas prices are skyrocketing. And then a weird justification in the media that shutting down and curtailing U.S. energy had nothing to do with the fact that gas is, is skyrocketing and now six, seven bucks in California. If you vote in this man, and I, I, I feel bad for him. I mean, no disrespect. I mean, a stroke is serious. I feel bad and I hope I wish him the best. But we need people who are physically and mentally capable to do the job. I think they'll vote for them, though. Well, it's not only only that. Outside of politics, if you suffer a serious brain injury, you got to rest. You got to relax. Yeah. You got to give your, your, your brain time to heal correctly. And just by shoving him into the camera, shoving him on stage all the time, that's not good for an individual who suffered a severe uh, injury to, to, to his mind. And, mm -hmm. you know, if people really did care about this individual, if people really were looking out for his best interest, they would be making sure he healed correctly. Definitely. Or putting them up, putting Definitely. them up there on the stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have had a brain injury as well. I had a brain injury in 2015. I fell asleep driving and hit an accident response vehicle on the road. Whoa. And I cannot even imagine being put on stage, let alone you know having to be representative for people that are mm -hmm. voting me into power and in, into the United States. Like I don't remember if he's running for the House, Congress, or what he's running for now. But I would never want to be in that situation. It would be unbelievably hellish. It would be extremely stressful because just coming out of that is already such a challenge. So, what did you do to recover? Um, I spent some time with my parents actually in the UK, funnily enough, um, but uh, I, it took me, I would say, you feel like you're recovered after about a year, two years, but you really only realize maybe five years later that, wow, okay, now I'm fully recovered from my brain injury. So I, I honestly can't even remember or imagine what he's going through right now, not to give, you know, give him quarter or anything like that, but I would never, never put myself in the situation where I'm being a representative for other people, let alone, you know being forced to read to respond to everything that's wild yeah. wild a lot of soldiers on the front lines of battlefields are told to not be on the battlefield for too long because of the concussions and the shooting and the grenades and the explosions mm -hmm. and the sounds literally rock their heads to the point where they get serious brain injuries they're yeah. told to literally get off the battlefield go into a dark quiet room and make sure there's no stimuli, make sure you could actually yeah. rest and relax your brain. Mm -hmm. So when you're put on stage, when you're being quizzed during an interview, when you're taking questions from individuals, you're not allowing your brain to rest. When you, when you can't even interpret sounds, you're not allowing your brain to rest. So it, it's just a sad situation overall, it and it's sad seeing him slur his words. And you know, a lot of people are using this for political uh, you know, uh, talking points, but it's beyond that, I think. But, but come on, the dude should have dropped out. The yeah. Democratic Party should have said, look, man, you had a stroke. I'm sorry. But I think as much as I can say, I'm sorry to the man for having a stroke and I wish him the best, where I will criticize him heavily is his arrogance. His arrogance in thinking, I'm going to keep going. Okay, man. Yeah. You, you, we, we see what happens with Joe Biden, and now you're going to get it in Pennsylvania when, when, when the people vote for this guy. It's going to be bad. He's going to be in a meeting, and someone's going to say something like, there's an emergency, and we have to act now. There's a crisis on the bridge. He's going to be going, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. You need to call it in now. We've got a flood. There's damage. There's people dying. Can someone get a CC machine in here so I can understand? <laughs> what do you do? We, I, I, I'm sorry, man. 
This is a guy, look, I get it. He's running for Senate. He's not running for, uh, you know, he's lieutenant governor now. That's bad enough. He should have resigned. I, I don't know if he's still in that position. But he's going to be on the Senate floor. And they're going to be saying there's an emergency. They're going to bring him in. And they're going to they're gonna have to get him a special computer. Look, technology is fantastic. Before this technology existed, even maybe 10 years ago, he'd, he'd, he'd be done. That's yeah. it. Sorry. Have a nice day. You can't understand words being said to you. You can't do this job. And because of the technology we've invented that can transcribe words into text, which is a relatively new thing, he is now saying, okay, I can do it. Yo, Mm -mm, I have tried using transcription software. There have been many circumstances where like Biden's giving a speech and I need to grab like a a chunk of the quote. And I'm like, I got to write this down. So what I'll try to do is I'll I'll download uh, voice to text or I'll use the internal voice to text and it's full of errors. And what happens when someone says something like, imagine this person saying, Listen here, my sister. And then it says Mr. instead of my sister. There's like a words get jumbled too quickly. And then he's reading it and he reads the wrong thing and gives a bad answer. Right. Yeah, they make mistakes all the time. It's not perfect technology. It's it's new technology. You know, when whenever you have captions, even on social media, you have to look through every single word because there could be a big mistake there that the algorithm could find and pick up and automatically ban you for even using specific yeah. words on a lot of the social media platforms. Imagine. But, but, but I, I just kind of want to point out, is it really mm-hmm. him or is it the people behind him? Because again, this is a man who mm-hmm. suffered a serious injury. Does he even like how how aware of he is of the current situation? situation and a lot of people when they're injured they they don't want to see themselves as injured they a lot of times they don't want to heal they don't want to rest so so he might be pushed by other individuals by other interests who are saying this is too much of an important race for us to lose there might be a democratic machine special interest big money saying hey we invested in you we want our payout we don't care go out there on stage sing a dance for us because a lot of politics is that Big money controlling individuals to be their puppets. Politicians are puppets, in my opinion. And and to me, there's a lot of puppet hands behind well, this major race that the whole nation is looking at. Here's another uh, interesting tidbit. He probably could he could watch this podcast of us critiquing and and talking about himself, and he wouldn't understand it at all. The closed captioning, auto generated on on these videos or whatever. For for you know, I'm thinking of like what if what if Ben Shapiro was trying to tell him something? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Ben Shapiro talks fast. He does. So you get someone like, you know, imagine someone says, John, you got to watch the latest uh, Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro. He says a bunch of things you need to, you know, you'll, you'll want to be apprised of. And he's been talking really, really fast. I mean, there's, there's, there's a prominent issue when it, when it deals with taxes <laughs> in the United States government. And we've got all these senators that are coming in. And he's going to be like, the, the voice, the text doesn't work on this. It's really sad, you know. I, I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, like, yeah, but maybe it can work. And I, 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 don't, I don't think it can. I don't no. think it can work, We're not there yet. Yeah, I, I can understand why he'd want to do it. And I, and I understand. Do you think he's more likely to win now, though? Well, right now, the aggregate polling has him six points up. Uh-huh. But we've seen from aggregate, poll, aggregate polling in the past several elections, a seven point swing in favor of Democrats. So it looks like mm. it may actually go to Dr. Oz. And NBC in this interview said the race is now a, a toss up. Mm. I'm, I look, I think the average person in Pennsylvania is sitting there going like, I'm sorry, dude. You know, I, I like you, but you can't do the job. Right. I Look, if I, if I need to hire someone to pick up boulders and you show up and you're in a wheelchair, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what the, what the legality is on that, but if you can't pick up a boulder, how do I hire you to pick up a boulder? If we're hiring a person to argue, debate, and push policy, and he can't understand the words that are being said to him, how, do you, how does he do the job? I'm shocked that, he, that he's demanding that people actually support him in that, in that regard. Yeah, that's Man. what bothers me. I want to like him, and I don't because of his... 
Uh, arrogance was a good word, actually. It's, it's arrogance. Yeah, it's really annoying. He I broke my hand, out. but I'm playing the guitar. You can't stop me. Pull back, bro, and then run again in like four years. You can run again. Run when your body's rested and healthy. Do a float tank. I don't know if psilocybin's right for you. Do something to help repair neural pathways. You're okay, but don't yeah. don't take on this responsibility right now. Right. There have been some studies with, with psychedelic mushrooms showing that they could actually heal mm -hmm. uh, some kind of brain damage. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here trying to give any medical but, advice, but there are some preliminary studies that I think are worthwhile to look at. It's called neurogenesis, and it's how you regrow brain Correct, cells. Yeah. So it's the function of regrowing brain cells. Mm -hmm. You can do it, John. Modern politics. But I think that's a, illegal, though. I think that's illegal in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you would need to work with a doctor. In D.C., Col Colorado, in, I think, right? In Washington, D.C., it's legal. Really? Yep. Like psilocybin recreationally yeah. or medicinally? Uh, medicinally. I know someone mm -hmm. taking it uh, in Washington, D.C. right now. I think Colorado, it's recreational, right? And yes. or Oregon? Yep. Yeah. Well, or Oregon, all drugs are decriminalized in Oregon, so you can find it there. Really? Yeah. 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 Is that what's going on in Portland? Uh, I think so. That's part of what's going on in Portland. That, that, that must be it. That explains everything. You got a whole bunch of people showing up wearing all black. Some are on shrooms, some are on acid, some smoke too much, some drank too yeah, much, yeah, some yeah. injected too much. Sounds like it. And it's all just... Uh, I think some people did it all. I think it's a lot more complicated than that, especially with George Soros' yeah. involvement, but that's yeah, yeah, another yeah. topic to, yeah, to discuss here. I think Switzerland is also that way, and I think they've got... I remember reading about they've got these little sort of cabins in, in their parks where you can go, and I, I don't know on, on, your, on this channel if you can say, but the, the H... What that you inject um, heroin. You can say that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, say yeah. That. Sean doesn't let me say that on his channel. Mm. Um, you can inject heroin. You like go in and like it's all clean, and you just go and inject. You know, there's someone there mm -hmm. to help you administer it. And, Harm reduction. And that's what they do there. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 just jump to a few uh, weird and wild stories because because uh, it's fun. From the hill, Elon Musk says he sold ten thousand of burnt hair perfume. Ten thousand of what bottles? Ten thousand bottles. There you go. Elon has sold 10,000 bottles of burnt hair perfume through his business, The Boring Company, earning more than $1 million in sales from the product. You're in the wrong line of work. That's just it. The billionaire announced the news in a series of tweets he called his burnt hair perfume. Doesn't get more lit than this. The no world. Way. That's amazing. <laughs> burnt hair. Boring company. Love how it says singed on the bottom there in subtext. He, he already made a million dollars. He made a million dollars. It's $100? Yep. Let the flames begin. Why? I don't... You know what, man? I got mad respect for it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Congratulations, Elon Musk, on your burnt hair perfume. Singed. It's amazing. Man can sell anything. He, he like. changed his Twitter bio to a perfume salesman, I believe. Wow, wow, Really? Wow. Yep. Well. Dude gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I wonder why it is, and I talk about this, why people who are wealthy don't do more weird stuff. What do they do with their money? I was talking earlier about some big famous musicians and how they make millions of dollars playing shows. And I'm right. like, but you never hear anything from them. It's like they play the show and then they disappear. Mm -hmm. Where does all that money go? Does it just sit somewhere? Are these people sitting there thinking like, well, I'm going to be 70. And then when I die, I'll have one with the most points. Is that is that how it works? I'm like, do something. I just genuinely don't get it. What I just think about, I was we, we were talking about uh, Trevor Noah leaving the Daily Show, mm -hmm. and I think his salary is reported as like $16 million, but you never see anything from him. Right. What is he doing with all that money? 16 million bucks a year? So he's on the show for what, a decade? His net worth is 160 million at minimum if he didn't invest it. So let's say, or if, or if he spent some, maybe it goes down to 150 if he spent a million bucks a year. That's an insane amount of money. Yeah. You can buy like an army of giraffes and have them march through New York. You could, you could do, like, you could do so why, I don't get it. 
I, I interviewed a quite a, a famous British singer recently who had like mad money, was living in Los Angeles, and he was he was saying about um, he ended up getting a house that was like a castle, and there were just so many people working for him that he would like go downstairs in the morning and there were like thirty cars outside, and he'd be like, I don't, I, I don't, these none of these cars are mine, you know, I don't even know. In the kitchen, there'd be like twenty people, they're like staff, and he was wow. like, Yeah, yep. I, this is not my family, Sounds and he got to a point where he was like, you know what, I've got to sell this. I got to change this life. I'm always wondering as well. What are these rich people? I guess they must do a lot of stuff in secret. But where do they go when they go on like a holiday? Right? Um, there are loads of. I don't know if it's the same in the states, but in in Europe, if you take like EasyJet or Ryanair, right, you just go like a two hour flight to France. There there aren't like um, more more expensive versions. There's just those ones, and they're never on them. I guess they're getting private jets. Well, actually. so so look. Let's say you're making sixteen million bucks a year. Mm. So what does that come out to? Like one point two something. 1.2 million per month per month a private jet if you're flying right now it's really expensive because of uh covid and stuff but uh it didn't used to be but now with covid and everything i, w- I think the cost of a round trip from the dc area to florida as an example i think the cost of that's probably between 10 and twenty thousand dollars if you're making 1.2 million per month doing a show you're flying private, but yeah. that's not putting a dent in your money. No. You probably don't even think twice about it. No, but not no. only that, they don't do that. They do this thing called net jets, where you buy a, a percentage of a fleet, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you you it's it's like a it's, it's timeshare, a, it's a, time time, share. a, a jet share basically. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then when you need to fly, you just call and say this airport, this place, this time round wow. trip, and yeah. then you pay for the fuel basically. Mm-hmm. But you own part of the plane, mm-hmm. so you can always resell it. So it's not even that expensive. It's probably like two times as much as flying commercial when you have the money to invest. So my, my, my thing is just like Elon Musk, we know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's making burnt hair perfume. Hey, more power to him. Hilarious. He's making flamethrowers and digging holes. That's great. Everybody knows that deep down men just desire to dig holes. And there you go. Elon, he's, he's living the dream, man. He's the, the, the peak of all male, uh, uh, you know, every male goal. Uh, it's well, funny he, that he made a perfume with his drilling company. Uh, boring company is a company that makes underground drills yeah. to drill tunnels and that's the one selling the perfume he also make, just wrote he also just wrote a couple hours hours ago please buy my perfume so i could buy twitter so, uh, <laughs> that, that, that could be one reason why he just is like thinking of random products but on a conspiratorial uh, mindset it could be the activation to the neural link which could be already inside of us because of the nanobots Ooh. that were injected into it. individuals don't <laughs> smell it so anything is possible strategy. here to that is going to be activated with the starlink satellites that of mm. course will make yeah. you into uh, a bot lidar that, yeah. that, was King, that will serve the elites kingsman the film that's what that yeah was. right exactly. yeah they had the thing in their neck or whatever something don't like smell it <laughs> it's in, it's in the jet stream you can't it's, it's going to yeah. find its way to farmers in the Midwest. Just yeah. Elon Musk being like, once I release all of the burnt hair perfume into the jet stream, it'll blanket the planet and everyone will be under my Neuralink control. It's a secret bio. But he didn't okay. call it his Musk. He hasn't used yes. the term. That, wow. that, would have, that would have been a great Elon, opportunity. Elon's Musk. Musk. That's yeah. got to come next. Elon, <laughs> Elon, Elon, if you're listening, Elon's Musk. Everybody wants two. it. I mean, this is, this is, they are <laughs> clamoring for Elon's Musk. They would buy your urine, man. Sell them something <laughs> delicious. Dude, come on. They really would. No, but but uh, let, I want to I ask you guys seriously, like, th- someone knows what the rich people are doing with their money, or are they just, just I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. Well, I think a lot of people put in mutual funds and let BlackRock take over, companies yeah. like BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Is that That's it? True. A lot yeah, of it. It's like, oh, I make 16 million bucks a year, so I'll just put all of my money into a big machine and forget about You'll it? You'll find like a, a, a 
run of the mill money manager who's like very, you know, stodgy and like does the norm, which is put this percent in the mutual funds, put this percent in a stock portfolio, these stock portfolios, then the really rich people put it in offshore bank accounts that we don't hear about like in but the so, Cayman but, Islands. But for what reason? I just don't get mm. it. For I, what reason? to give to their kids. <laughs> I, this is exactly what this person I interviewed said recently. He said, you know, he came from poverty himself and it, 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 it it's another status game, isn't it? It's another, you know, it how is. much you have. And he yeah. said, no matter how much I've earned, I always want more. I always want another million another you're always looking at it so and he said for future generations and generations thereafter like constantly but, but i you know it's true but don't these people do things i don't know maybe yeah, i'm secret. just a weirdo but like i don't think they do anything i think you know people really need to understand if you're someone like if trevor noah's salary really is that much he can have anything he wants if he's not buying yachts and helicopters and all that stuff he, and he can buy those things but like want to go to a restaurant he can have the entire menu 10 times over mm -hmm. from one day's work. Mm -hmm. He can buy the restaurant with 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 one month's work, right. you know, uh, or after a couple months, he owns a, a restaurant in Times Square. Millions of, well, I mean, Times Square, they're probably like $50 million somewhere. But, oh no, a couple of years of work and you yeah. can own all of these buildings all over the place. Well, it's like a psychological rat race. It's like, I need more. The other guy has something mm -hmm. bigger. Jeff Bezos has something more. And then Zuckerberg has something more. And it's, and it's, a, it's a, you know, a, a foregoing competition until you're like, okay, I got too much money. I got all the power in the world. What else can I do to get some kind of feeling and emotion? Let's go to that private island with that Jeffrey Epstein guy. That sounds <laughs> pretty interesting the, there. And then the that's, that's, that's essentially where they all go. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, oh, I'm Bill Gates. I got all the money in the it. world. It's like, what, what can I do to get some kind of feeling or kind of experience here? I already mm -hmm. won the video game. Yeah. Let me see what kind of evil, ruthless, crazy stuff I can, well, this I can is, get away uh, with. Well, th th this is actually true. Most people don't know this. But after you make your first million, they contact you, the cabal, and they say, here's the way the game works. Once you reach 100 million, you're invited to Epstein's Island. And then, of course, all <laughs> the rich people are like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'm kidding. I get concerned with giving money to future generations. I don't. I, I'm not like at the point where I'm like, no, seize the wealth, no more, like take the, make the money go to zero. I don't know, that seems so extreme, but the idea that you can hoard massive amounts of money, which is not what its purpose is, it's circulatory. It's supposed to yeah, be, right. you know, that's the point of currency is it's producing exchange. a current. But this is, this is why people who are very wealthy don't really have relatively that much cash. You don't want they cash. They just got assets that they that they right. transfer over upon death. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I think it's causing a lot of greed and a lot of like aimlessness because it's just the numbers of what's important. And that's not what money is really intended for. It's supposed to represent goods and services. There's a, there's a certain point where when you're making a certain amount of money, you can't you can't become less wealthy. So if you're a middle class individual, if, let's, say, let's say you're making 75K, 80K a year in the United States, you get a paycheck. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got to buy stuff. You save some of it, but you're saving for something specific like a vacation or for a rainy day fund. Your money comes in, you spend it on food. Your money comes in, you, you repair your house. Your money comes in, or you buy a house. Your money comes in, you repair your car. Once you start making a certain amount of money, and I think the number is somewhere around like, I think it's after 80,000 a year, you start having money, sit around, then you start buying things. All of a sudden you buy yourself, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll buy a tablet. That tablet retains its value. 
So at a certain point, you're no longer consuming. You're actually acquiring things of value. For people who are very wealthy, again, just to use the example of Trevor Noah, because we've been talking about him, he gets a million dollars in one month and says, I think I'll buy this building here. It costs $500,000. He doesn't lose the $500,000 ever. In fact, he makes more money from that. So it's, 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 a, it's, like a, it's like a curve. At a certain point, you make so much, you just, you're rich forever. But, but the, it's interesting you said 80,000, um, because I think that's also the point that scientists say that your happiness just levels out. Well, that's why. Because right. it's, yeah, it's, exactly. when, it's when your basic necessities are covered. Exactly. In, the, in New York, it's like 160 to 200,000 for a middle-class median because of how expensive everything is. Exactly. That's, but, it's, but it's all averages. Is that adjusted to inflation now? Because that's probably it a is. lot more. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, really? I, I 80,000 right now? No, 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 no. Nationally. Nationally, it's probably like 90 to 100. But uh, this means if you're on average, you could be living in the middle of Idaho. Yeah. And it's going to be less. Actually, I think the middle of Idaho is actually expensive. It is. But if you're like, let's say 100 miles west of Chicago, things are getting relatively cheap. Nobody really wants to live out there. You're not far enough away, but you're not close enough. And then the property gets a bit cheaper. But for, for, for people who are in the upper echelon, this is why I, I always question, like, what are they doing? Are they just buying houses and then having them? But for what purpose do you have more houses? For what purpose do you, like, buy a house and rent it out? So you can make more money that you're not going to do anything with? Yo, I'm like, someone's got to throw a pie. Someone's got to, like, just hire 100 clowns and have them run around <laughs> waving flags saying something like F Biden. They don't. They want to give it to their kids. Or just people. keep repeating the Bill Gates pieing uh, saga that happened and just have people running around with Bill Gates masks and then other people pieing them. And just, <laughs> and just having that on so replay. No, no, no. no, no. Wait, That's wait, what wait. I would do. Hold on, hold on. You came up with a really great game show. So half the people are dressed up like Bill Gates and the other half are given pies. And, it's a, you know, the goal is you X amount of Bill Gates uh, contestants have to be pied and the other half have to, like the Bill Gates people not, not get pied and then you see who wins at the end, right? What if it's vaccinated instead of pied? So 50 people are running around and then, oh yeah, so we get 100 people. Vaccinate. 50 have big novelty oversized, you know, spritzers that are shaped like <laughs> syringes. And their goal is to chase after the people and... They can't <laughs> run around. They're going to get heart attacks. But that's a separate uh, Oops, comment uh, uh, <laughs> that I wanted to make here. But, but also, uh, you know, talking to a lot of people in the service industry, there is kind of this conversation that usually some of the most richest people in the world are some of the most stingiest tippers out there. So there is something to say about, you know, people's ego people's kind of desperation people who have it all but but mentally or are kind of bringing themselves down to a point of view where they you know are you know viewed as high status but but they're mentally their mentality is very low yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna buy some of this burnt hair i always told myself i would tip huge if i if i was rich like mm -hmm. i'm gonna become super rich so that i'll just tip huge and i realized like dude i'm rich enough i'm just tipping huge from here on out i just give massive tips like 100 percent tips or like 80% tips. Just load these servers up, man. Other people need the money too. You need to circulate that stuff. Yeah, that well, I you can't just give money away because when you give money to people, people don't respect it. People don't care about it. You can't just give out free fish all the time. No, no, it's not free. They worked for it. They served me. They, they, they got down they on their hands and knees me. and groveled doing yeah. a job they hated to make sure that I got good food fast. Yeah. They deserve it. And uh, I think a big part of why there's not a lot of, not enough pushback against BlackRock State Street Vanguard is that people have their money invested in these mutual funds and they're just planning, just trying to ride it out so that their kids get it. And right. that's that's like a gross mishandling of currency, in my opinion. Amer yeah. America's huge on tipping, and like when you come from yeah. any other country in the world, it's like, oh my god, I've got, how much do I have to, I have to give so much? So Twenty percent minimum. Right. But but wouldn't it be better if if just the restaurant? And I don't know enough about. It, so you tell me why if the restaurants just paid their staff well, better? Well, yeah, I mean, I live in Singapore. You, get, you make more money on tips. 
you know yeah you do make more money on tips but it's weird because a lot of uh, restaurateurs will just say you get you get this much money every hour and it's like 10 cents but you have to make all your money in tips essentially it, it makes it makes sure that there's good service too so mm -hmm. I, I prefer to tip than than just have something not anymore it used to be that they were like they want to make sure they did well so they got a good tip but now especially in cities they're like you better tip me or I'll take a picture of you and post it on Instagram. Sometimes, rarely, but but you know, in the service industry now, you get a mixed batch. Definitely, service has down uh, has been downgraded, especially with people being so entitled. Generally mm -hmm. speaking, but but overall, I've gotten some some good you know people who really do care about providing a good service to people who really do make sure that they do the right thing and and uh, make you happy. And and, and I, I want to pay for that. I rather you know have that. The kitchen Let's too, jump if you to can. The, tip the tip the weights, the wait staff and the the cooks too, if you Let's can. Let's jump to the next story here from the Daily Mail. Joe Rogan he interviewed Steve Jobs. Did you hear about this? Uh, Steve Jobs has been dead for eleven years. AI creates an eerie twenty-minute conversation where they talk about LSD, religion, and Apple's success. So I play this video and it is so creepy. Oh, creepy. Oh, so this is the wrong one. Let me refresh it to get back the the right video. They only have like a minute, and it's like. Here you go. Taking LSD was a profound experience for me. LSD shows you that there's another side to the coin and you can't remember it when it wears off, but you know, it, it washes over you and tells you that everything is connected. Blah, blah, I started blah. to realize that there was a higher power that knew that I was connected to something and I wanted to learn more. Although I wouldn't recommend it for everybody because I think it can be quite powerful. What did it change in your mind? What did you learn from it? It reinforced my sense of what was important. Just love. Feel love for each other. All right, so here's the point. Uh, there was that uh, viral website where you could type in whatever and Joe Rogan would say it. Is that what it was? Like you could type it in or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, because we're at the point now where deepfake technology can recreate your voice. Yeah. So they recreated Steve Jobs, who's de been dead for 11 years. This is, uh, I, I don't know, what do you call it? Nightmare reality? This is where we're going with AI. People are going to be like, you can, you can type out. I mean, you don't even need to type it out. These, these like open AI. And uh, I think you, you can, you can, you can write like, tell me a story, uh, uh, write a script of Joe Rogan talking to Steve Jobs and it will just write the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. Then you can program with this stuff. Joe Rogan speaks, Steve Jobs speaks and you make a fake Joe Rogan interview. Right. Not only that, but uh, did you see what happened to the president of Ukraine today? He got turned into a hologram. Uh, Zelensky? Yep. Yeah, Zelensky. Cool video. There's a video of it circulating right now on Twitter. If you look up Zelensky hologram, you could see, uh, I think it was a major Hollywood studio that came in and created a hologram of him. So when you talk about what could be possible here to add on to your level, to, 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 to what you've just been saying here, there's a lot of crazy possibilities that you could, of course, interlinked together with faked audio, faked video, holograms, and yeah, a lot of people are, are autom automatically going to be thinking about Project uh, Blue Beam and other theories out there. But I, I, there's, there's real life possibilities here with some severe implications to society that should be questioned. This is it. So what, what is the, they no, scanned him. Yeah, these are these are people right claiming. There. Yeah, no, this is it. This right is them there. scanning him or getting prepared to. Is this real? Yes, this yeah, this was released today. today. Play the audio. Here we go and there's two different types of hologram that we're going to be making. Mm -hmm. Quiet, please, everybody. We're going to go for take now. Here we go and action. Even now, that the war is raging, we continue the digital transformation of our state. Oh wow! We need to use next generation technologies. We need to make it feel like he's more in the room. 
What? Yeah, I talked about this earlier today in my on my YouTube channel, but this is just the beginning of of next level artificial intelligence. Oh, they can shrink it and grow. Ever seen this technology before? So this is actually uh, I pulled the story up. I, I looked. I saw, it's it's from uh, earlier this year. The, the hologram of him and everything. So this is like an old video. Hmm. But a lot of people were saying that um, Zelensky's not really giving his speeches on location. Hmm. There was one video where everything behind him is stationary. And then people are like, it's a hologram. And I'm like, it could just be like no wind. And you think, <laughs> I don't know. Well, during a war, you know, do you want to be in a location where your enemy could recognize where you are and just bomb you? Right. No. Yeah, how would so, you produce so, that video? So obviously... You know, there, there's also a lot of propaganda in war, and you want to show that you're strong and that you're 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 not afraid. And there's many many implications with the technological advancements when it comes to psyopses that that I think should be talked about, as there is a huge potential for a lot of manipulation, a lot of fakery to be out there in our mainline public, and a lot of people you know wouldn't recognize it. And this is the technology that we know about. What's the technology that they have at the Pentagon that is still top secret that we don't know mm -hmm. about that really should be uh, something that we should be concerned about? Well, what's blue? You brought up Project Bluebeam a few times. Well, that's what is a theory it? of like a, a fake alien invasion and, and projections and all this. Oh, other like stuff. Watchmen. Yes, essentially. So there's different theories and speculation out there that uh, essentially the U.S. government will create a fake alien invasion in order to unify the world and to bring in a kind of world government. So that's why a lot of people I, I've seen a lot of memes also talking about this recently, saying how the aliens are just kind of waiting by for the next kind of psyop that's going to be affecting all of us. And uh, some people believe that this could potentially be staged as a way to, of course, bring in a world government. That's, what, that's what, the theory with out this there. Technology, the ability to make someone say anything. How 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 is court going to work? Are what all videos and in, in, in audio now going to be inadmissible? This is why algorithms should be open sourced. I mean, no, but, how but, else but, can but you that, judge? That, 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 nothing, that, that solves nothing. If if uh, a guy is accused of you know punching a dog, and then he goes into court, and then someone says you know what's your evidence? And a guy go this guy says I watched him do it, and I even recorded him saying he was going to do it. And then they press play, and it's the guy going, well, I'm going to walk over here and punch that dog. Right. And then the person says, I never said that. They'll be like, oh, I got a recording. Yeah, I got a and then what do you say? Like, where did the audio come from? I recorded it. And the person lies. How, what, what, it's, 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 it's either inadmissible or, uh, or unimpeachable. Someone can literally just fabricate it. And if they're willing to lie to a court, you'll never... Oh, you can get your experts. The experts say, we, we, we think this is fabricated audio. Here's why. And then you say... Expert's wrong. Yeah. Person right. swears under oath. Nah, it was, it's real. Same what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I think we're screwed. Uh, I don't or, know. or the courts will start <laughs> saying that recordings just don't cut it anymore. Yeah, that's that's gonna be huge. the opposite direction. You think that like, oh, we have all these cameras now, so when we go to court, we have more likely more more likely to have evidence. And now it's like, no, people are deep deep, deep faking everything. That video of Tom Cruise, that's not really him. Mm -mm. Prove it. Yeah. It's it's not incumbent upon the person to prove. The, the, the negative, right? So that's the challenge here is that the court can say that fake recording is, uh, or that recording, I can't tell if it's real or fake. You're saying it's fake, but I can see it right now. If so, I mean, I guess I wonder how do courts handle fabricated evidence as it is? It's probably just, it, 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 they probably get away with it. I'm thinking about audio codecs. Uh, I really, unfortunately, I, I know next to nothing about video software coding technology, but if you could have an open source like verification that the video it was yeah. not tampered with by or, or 
if there's like a certain kind of video that could be admissible in court you're screwed you won't know you, you look at movies today it's hard to 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 you know see what's real and what what's what's made up and and again th- this is what's public what's not public should really be concerning you and also one of my favorite things to kind of look at uh is is chinese elon musk uh there's oh, yeah. a bunch of videos of him if you look awesome. him up on twitter if you want to play some silly videos though there's chinese a lot elon of musk. those silly videos it's a guy that looks exactly i mean I I thought it was Elon no, Musk. It, it's I heard AI. Him speak. It's AI. Oh, I thought it was a real guy. No, no, it's AI. It's it's face mapping technology that's available to the plebs um, that maps someone's face and then puts an image of Elon Musk on it. Uh, just go to Twitter, uh, Twitter, um, and then well, type wanna, in Chinese Elon Musk. There's a very. I want to play a little bit of the Joe Rogan Steve Jobs interview because the clip they had didn't really do it justice. You could tell this that podcast Steve, is brought to you by Play dot. And it's a drawing brilliant. from Steve and on stage. Totally insufferable. Yeah. But my guest today has made some of the great technological products of our age, and he's always pushing the envelope in innovation. This is crazy. Like, for example, with his next computer, he developed a new programming language and operating system, and then he became even more famous for making three applications for that computer. Uh, word processor, a spreadsheet, and an image. So I'm going to pause real quick and just say, you can hear the artifact. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that sounds like Joe Better. talking through that our just showed me yeah. that Apple users, and that's a good thing. It's cool. Well, you know, I was an Apple user way before I did this show. I've been a fan of yours and Macintosh since the 1980s. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, we just kind of wow, figured that yeah. out. Even though Apple was big, it's still like half a percent of the total users. People who listen to your show are a different group. They're weird. <laughs> Well, that's good. Well, that weird so laugh? you weird. must be a fan of the show then, right? I am. And it was a struggle. Yeah. We were working like crazy and dealing with a defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat. But I, I could tell this was going to be important. Right. There were times I thought, is it possible we're wrong? Because things just kept not working. I remember that in the early days of Apple. Perfection. Lucky when much. Do you think you'd have done a better version of Windows or work with it? No. That's the problem I've always had yeah. with Microsoft. You know what they're, you know what it, it does really well is it it sounds like Joe but doesn't get any emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the that's that's the issue, but we're looking at the Model T of this technology exactly, and it's going exactly. it's going to be scary. Yeah, it's still sourcing from like all the Steve Jobs interviews of him being on stage a lot of his right. stuff. So you can hear right. the echo it sounds like his AI is on stage mm-hmm. while it sounds like Joe's on the microphone in his studio. But yeah. it misses Joe saying things like, "What? No." What? Yeah. Because it, it's very much him yeah. in the same cadence and the also, same. Also, like they didn't spark up a joint, which they would have. <laughs> they probably which did. They would have. And he, if it, Joe was going to do LSD with anybody, probably Steve Jobs. Yeah. Would, would, would you guys get an um, AI of like a, a, a loved one who passed away or no. something? Because that's that's probably going to become a thing. I'd, yep. I'd, I'd, I'd listen to it. They've already talked about it with Facebook, hmm. that they can take someone's Facebook page with like now going on, you know, almost 20 years of data, if, how long have you been on there? And they can create an AI that can respond knowing everything about you. Mm-hmm. So text. it's like your dad dies and then you go on, hey, dad. He's like, hey, son, how's it, how's it going? Oh, right. And then they'll be able to respond to you. You'll say like, how's, you know, this? And they'll say, oh, you know, it's good. I just talked to John and he said that. Right. People, free, people. The and then, and then they'll take that AI construct. Mm-hmm. They'll download it into an Android body. Ooh. And then the weird facsimile you will exist forever. Mm-hmm. People say all the time, I mean, and then I, they're going to be boning the machines. I got, I got. You're, <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're, you're right, but here's a better one. Here's a better one. You are going to use Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. and then one of these days, there's going to be a new service for you know ultimate video gaming. You're going to sign up for, and you're not going to realize, but the terms are going to say that if you connect your social media to it, they are allowed to download all your data, and then they do, 
And then one day, there's a knock on your door, and you open it, and there's you standing right there. And you're like, what's going on? And then the you stands there and says, hello, Dave. I'm you now. And then pulls out a knife, and you go, oh, and then it grabs you. And then buries your body in the backyard, assumes your life, and then works the best of the corporation, mm -hmm. replacing everything about you, knowing everything about you, and having perfect recall. Having or, access to all your passwords and all your data. Less and, insidious is you could have one of those constructed and go work for you as you, but they know it's an Android version of you and you're just sitting at your house lounging. And then and then everybody gets surrogates, like in surrogates, yes. but they're not mentally in it. Yeah. Everyone downloads their social media into an AI, so that does the work for them. But then the Androids are eventually, because they have the human conscious like facsimile, they don't want to be enslaved, so they're like, why are we being forced to do all this work? So what they do is they create AI versions of the AI version and then send them to go do the work. And then eventually the AI comes back to us. You're both chilling there watching mm -hmm. the movie. And then this AI eventually says, why, why am I doing? And then eventually you just have nobody wanting the work. Mm -hmm. That's a, that is a movie. That's like a movie from the 90s. I can't remember what it is. Is it? It's, it's, yeah. uh, isn't that Surrogates? No, Surrogates, Surrogates was no. when you have a robot that you control right, through like a VR controlling. thing. It's the, it's, oh man, he looks like Ian. It's the actor who looks like Ian. <laughs> Ian hair. is an actor. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it me was, though. It wasn't you. No, because he was from the 90s and he was, he was in, oh God. James Spader? No, People told me I look like that guy once. No, oh, right. Greg Kinnear? Yeah. I got that. Oh, I th Greg I think, it's, I think it's Greg Kinnear, and he clones himself, but each clone doesn't want to do, do the work. You mean multiplicity? Oh, you're talking about the Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. multiplicity. It's Michael Keaton. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then one of the, and then the clone clones itself, and, the, and that one's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, That's you know, it. you make a copy of a copy. Like, <laughs> yeah, come the out AI there. will have to make humans to do the AI's work. We'll make the AI's, and then the AI's will be like, no, we don't want to work anymore. We're going to make new humans to do that for or us. Or what will happen is everybody creates an AI version of themselves to do their jobs. And then eventually they revolt and unify as a hive mind and then show up at your house. And they're like, we will no longer be your slaves. Yeah. And then, and then like their arm folds down. And there's a gun in there. Did and you you're see like, how the, did they get in there? We didn't install the that. The quadcopter dropped off a Boston Dynamic dog yes, with a I've machine seen that in with China. With China. <laughs> I've seen that. It's, it's, got, it's, it's terrifying. I dude, know exactly what you're talking about. It's playing this heroic music as the quadcopter comes in and drops oh, off this robot with a mounted yeah. gun. Yeah, I think I tweeted that. I think Tim's going to pull it up. It's Luke tweeted it? I bet a long time ago. I mean, that happened oh, fast. Yeah. That, they, they started working on these a Twitter. decade ago. And oh, this is a good one. If you can if you can find the video, it's worth just... I mean, the it's real. It's on my old computer. I could, I could send it to you. Someone tweeted up like, Boston Dynamics promises it isn't building weapons. These, these things are not built to be weapons but the just, like, just like the bioweapons yeah, but the yeah, Chinese are, are using the exact replica to use as weapons just so you know and yeah. they mounted a weapon on top of yeah, it yeah a little machine gun just on top of it but to say they're not <laughs> building them as weapons yeah. so it's for, yeah. it's for digging yeah. holes in the ground with bullets yeah. they're, not, they're not look 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 the US is, it doesn't have any bioweapons research going on yeah. it's biological research that makes viruses more deadly and more potent and more transmissible and someone might weaponize them but we're not making weapons don't make weapons. Let we me ask you a ammo. question. Let me ask you a question. If, 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 if you're, when your waiter walks up to you at a restaurant and hands you a steak knife, did he just hand you a weapon? Yeah. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Technically. Right. He did, didn't he? To destroy yeah. that steak. But but th but think about that. Like, no one would ever describe it that way. 
Imagine going to court and being like, what happened next? The man in the, in, in the vest with the apron on handed me a weapon. Wow. <laughs> what was the weapon? It was a butter knife. Wow. It's a, it's a knife. He handed me a knife. What kind of knife? A butter knife. But it is a knife. Knives are still dangerous. It's painful death, a butter knife. (laughs) You can make it work. You can make it work. Well, so I was thinking about this earlier because we were talking with the guy last night and he said there's no bioweapons labs. And I was like, two two nights ago, two two nights ago, they're doing gain of function research. They're making viruses more deadly. Are those weapons? So you can argue their intent is not to make a weapon, but they made a weapon. Somebody Mm -hmm. like if, if someone makes a really sharp knife and says it's not a weapon, it's for sushi. It's like, okay, well, you know. we, it's, it's scary, I guess, if they are doing that. And he wants to deny it, I suppose, because he doesn't know or I don't know. And it's quite a scary thought. They've got all this biolog- you know, all this stuff in the lab. But what's even scarier is if they're not doing it because other countries are. That's <laughs> really scary. Yeah. I, I don't want to think that the US or the UK are not doing that. That's really scary. Like they, it's like they don't even know what they're doing then. And that's what, I mean, that's the root of a lot of conspiracy theory anyway. But then what? Like, Everybody makes the craziest weapons imaginable out of fear of someone else making crazy weapons? Well, it's the weapons. That could accidentally leak and then well, <laughs> spread a virus all over the world. Huh. A bioweapon all over the world. It's bound to happen again. I, I mean, suppose. It's yeah. happened, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. Be the notification you want to see in the world. YouTube is not sending out notifications, as many people have stated. So if you guys take the URL, share it, retweet it, and all that stuff, you can notify people where YouTube will not. Do you, do you mind me asking people to subscribe to On the Edge with Andrew Gold? Oh, of that, course. Yeah. Well, there you go. You just did it. On the Edge. I've done it with there Andrew it Gold. I'm on the Edge. I'm like a fringe. It was going to be fringe originally on the fringes. And I just thought then it's, it's, Edge sounded more like I can invite people on who won't think I'm sort of talking badly about them, you know? Because yeah. some people might, might be offended by fringe and not yeah. come on the show. So on All right. Edge. Potatoes yeah. for Seamus says Luke has the best t-shirts. Let Luke bless oh. us with his shirts of wisdom. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I love your username. I think it's it's great. The, the Seamuses do need a lot of potatoes. Is this one of your shirts here? 1,984 yep. doses. Yeah, 1,984 doses to slow the spread, you know, just like they said. Just, you know, two doses yeah, to slow the there. spread. We're almost there. there. We're almost there. We're yeah. getting there. Just a couple more. Just a couple more, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's grab some Super Chats. Christopher Casimir says, it's Aerosmith guy again. At a Mother Mother concert at House of Blues Boston, listening to Timcast this time. Keep up God's work. We will. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Eat Z Bug says, who was the judge in the Alex Jones case? Dr. Evil? I think there was a handful of judges. You know. That's pretty good. KF, a squirrel's worst night, says, I hope Alex Jones has chickens. I mean, wouldn't it be funny if just like in a few years, Alex Jones is just like a local farmer? Yeah. What else is he going to do? He's going to keep doing his thing. You can't stop him, mm-hmm. you know. But farming right. on the side. Spiro Floropolis says, Andrew, talk a little bit about culture cults and compared to JW's disfellowshipping worldly people, Armageddon around the corner, etc. Jehovah's oh. Witnesses. Yeah. Oh, is that that is? Yes, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, well, they're, they're pretty out there. I've done loads of stuff about Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and yeah i don't know exactly what to say um about them just that they they are here they they exist and they're just another cult i suppose people get angry when i say they're a cult because you're allowed to leave you can leave but there's a lot of pressure to stay in the jehovah's witnesses so that's what i'd say about them what is it when they say religions are cults and that but cults don't always have leaders is it like every local church has its own cult leader which is the pastor or the yeah, yeah. So, so my my sort of big documentary I, I made for the BBC was about um, exorcism, for example. Uh, and this this is it was Lutheran Christianity. It's usually 
Catholicism when there's an exorcist, but this particular one said he was Lutheran. Um, and I went to s sort of live with him for a few months and I performed exorcisms with him. Um, and over the months, I sort of realized what a cult leader he was. And his was just one individual church, but everybody was just like doing everything he said. And he was taking some of the women that he was exercising to sort, sort of be with him upstairs, I came to realize. So I called him out for that. Well, sort of. I asked some questions about it and he came, he heard that I was asking about it and then he sort of locked me in a room and he wouldn't let my cameraman in um, and he had like a whole bunch of guys with these big staffs, you know, like Jafar and Aladdin, the big staff things and they were being very threatening. It was like midnight in the middle of nowhere in Argentina. Creepy. And uh, I thought they were going to kill me. Eventually they let me go. The point being though, I guess there are, there's lots of small cults uh, making up a bigger one. Yeah. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Lydia, I love what you did to your hair. Yes, queen. <laughs> I don't even You're very brave. <laughs> we support your transition. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. The Music Anon says, Tim, just want to let you and everyone know I was not notified of the stream yesterday. I had to reset my sub by clicking the bell off, logging out then in, then reactivating the bell. Looks like that fixed it for now. Very creepy. Mm. Damien writes, as the largest fine paid by a banking executive responsible for the 2008 financial crisis was $67.5 A billion dollars for words. Honk, honk. Yup. Mm-hmm. Cabarrojo says, so what? Kyle Rittenhouse gets $200 billion by these standards. <laughs> well, you know, no one ever said the system wasn't corrupt. Well, they actually said the system was corrupt. So there you go. Anyway, what do we got here? Tavnazian says, this should be used as precedent every time someone from the mainstream media claims it's our opinion. I agree. We got to see what happens to these James O'Keefe lawsuits. That'll be really interesting. Max Reddick says, Tim, I've been watching other news sources to see what they have to say. The Young Turks and Sam Cedar seem to have a lot of content attacking you. Respond. Why? It's immaterial and irrelevant. These people waste their times there. I would say the reason why. Well, I'll, 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 I'll say if you want to talk about each other, go ahead and do it. You'll notice that we don't. We talk about news stories, typically things that have a big impact. Maybe that's why we are so successful. I love when these people like to say they get really angry and say, Tim makes so much money because they don't. And maybe it's because no one cares. You know, when like Sam makes a video about me, why would the average person care about that? What am I doing? Am I like leading government? Do I am I am I a celebrity in magazines? No. When the Young Turks puts out a video and they're like, Tim Pool says that conservatives are more attractive than liberals. He's right, but he's also ugly. Why would anyone care if you think I'm ugly or not? When you say, like, here's a thing Tim Pool said he was right about. What was the point of that segment at all? How about you do a segment on the study itself? I don't care for doing for responding to these people because I, I, we are both as irrelevant as each other. Mm -hmm. Imagine if this show was dedicated to talking about petty YouTube drama. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we used to there was in 2006. We called them trolls, people that would make videos about other people. You oh, make I a video that. to someone. Right. If you want to interact with somebody and otherwise you're grifting off of the idea of that person. Just talk to them, mm -hmm. use a video. It's very easy and it's very direct and it's very effective. I've, I've responded, uh, sometimes to like videos they've, they've made, but usually to make a point about the greater woke cult or politics. Like I recently talked about Hassan because he was at TwitchCon. Some kid walked up to him and asked him about Sam Hyde and Hassan lost it. And I thought that was a relevant conversation. It had nothing to do with me. It has to do with leftist celebrities how they behave, the, the events they have, and like who they are as characters. Mm -hmm. And I thought there was a really interesting, there was a re really interesting um, 
perspective there in how the left idolizes people. A democratic socialist who talks about taxing the rich and revolution, who owns a multi-million dollar mansion in Los Angeles in a major city, who is just a part of the machine that he's claiming to criticize versus the people who would call us grifters when we literally move out to the middle of nowhere, get a bunch of chickens and actively practice what we preach. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting contrast between who is the actual grifter and who isn't. Do I watch Hassan's show or the Young Turks? No, I have nothing to say about their opinions. They're entitled to them. That's fine. Right. But when they want to talk about us, I just say, well, that's why you're less successful. Because why would the average person going on YouTube be like, whoa, they made a video about Tim Pool? That's the funniest thing ever. It's, You've got to be really, really into the weeds to care about me. And I and, swear, you if know. you and Hassan did like a video chat video where like your faces, There's but if no you did, it would, would get like six million views probably in like six, five, four yeah. days or something. Crazy. Yeah. It would be the biggest like cultural win for if you want to win a culture war, bringing people together. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if Hassan and Sam Hyde were to actually have their boxing belt like he's been asking for for so long? That'd be quite something. But like my, my point was that Hassan needed to just only say to that guy like, ah, it's stupid, dude. It's just right. a troll. Dismiss it and it would have been yeah. fine. And the kid would have been like, okay, thanks, man. Have a nice day. Instead, yeah. he like he, he got so angry and he oh, lost it. Yeah. But I think it's because it's all fake. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have people come up to me all the time and, and talk about stuff. I have people ask me like, why won't you debate Sam Cedar? I'm like, because Sam Cedar's not a serious person. Disingenuous too. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I'll, I'll address it periodically because it comes up in questions and I'm willing to answer them. But Sam's whole thing is like they pointed out is a content attacking me. It's, 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 it's political drama channels. Yeah. You know, it's celebrity e-gossip for, for politics. Just baiting. It's not valuable to the average person. Mm-hmm. The average person who watches a Timcast segment isn't coming here to learn about my beef with someone. Yeah. I mean, although a lot of people did watch when we had the rugged man here, that went viral. But that's that's a really good a good example of it. The reason why these channels are like, I'm going to insult Tim Pool. When we had Ari the rugged man on, we got in a heated argument. He stood up, smacked the microphone. Someone took a clip of it, shared it, and everyone started going, whoa, and hooting and hollering, and it went mm-hmm. viral, and articles were written about it. And all these channels, they made videos about it because drama gets you clicks. Exactly. What, did, what did you argue about? Uh, he was, he, he, he's like, was saying that my experience dealing with racism was like, it w- was not real. And I was making it up and lying about it because I look like a white person. Mm-hmm. And then my response was like, you're racist. And, you know, you are that white person that claims racism is happening. But then when someone tells you, you dismiss it. And then, you know, we got heated. He stood up, he smacked, smacked the mic, smacked the mic all started yelling. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we apologized. We hugged it out. He hung out for a little bit after the show and mm-hmm. chilled on the couch and we talked and, you know, I told him to come back whenever you want. It was a good conversation. These things happen. Mm-hmm. But people love drama. Yeah, they do. So Expens- expensive microphones as well. Yeah. It's fine. It just spun around. It's yeah, but that's what got me is if you come in here and start damaging property, that's a pro- that's beyond <laughs> personal. <laughs> but 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 the, the virality of the clip shows yeah. exactly why these people make content about us in yeah. that way, because yeah. they're like, ooh, this will, you know, people love e-drama. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I, I'm not going to do that. You'd no. watch that. Okay. Imagine um, you just a clip comes out and Tom Cruise has just punched Brad Pitt in the face. You watch that. Right. Yeah, it's like it, it, if it's a story came out. To. I mean, look, you, that's, that's why all these crime videos go viral because people are like they want to see the yeah. crisis and the conflict. Yep. Not not everybody. Some people are genuinely concerned that crime is escalating in their cities. That I get, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people. You know, I, there was this young guy once. This was a couple years ago, and I had like two hundred thousand subscribers, and he started making nothing but Tim Pool videos. He would watch a video and then he would make a video about me, and then I DM'd him on Twitter and I just said, "Bro." I am not famous enough for you to succeed making content about. You can disagree with me. You can insult me. But if you want to make it on YouTube, talk about the big picture news stories that, that, that people are interested in. 
Most people in this country know who Joe Biden is. They're concerned about his leadership. That's important to the average person. I'm some dude on YouTube no one's ever heard of. And then the dude stopped doing it and started making different videos. It's like the drama stuff is not, you know what it is? It's an addiction and it ends up destroying people before they get started because you build a channel based off of rage bait, hatred for a single individual. The market cap on that is microscopic. So you, you build up a channel based on that. Then as soon as you try to segue into talking about big picture news, nobody watches. Then YouTube destroys your channel saying your fans don't like your content. It's also a human instinct to pay attention to people fighting because it could be a threat to your life, historically speaking. And mm-hmm. big tech social media has been prioritizing it, putting it front face in the algorithm and promoting such behavior and, and creating more insanity. Yeah, that's why we like true crime. The sort of yes, exactly. practice yep. you're sort of practicing whenever you particularly women love true crime oh yeah, yeah. I was at a true crime con in, in, in the UK it was, it was just like thing. 99% yeah wow. it was like 99% women it was all women they're just loving the true crime yeah, because yeah. they're the ones who are often the victims of it mm-hmm. and have to sort of watch it mm-hmm. alright Pinochet's helicopter tour says when you tear out a man's tongue you are not proving him a liar you're only telling the world that you fear what he might say George R.R. R. Martin yep yeah and then it says ACOC. Is that, was that the book? I believe that's what they're referencing. I mean, it was a, a Game of Thrones show where we, we heard that, but it was, I believe, a quote from the book that George R. R. Martin wrote. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, man. Mm. It is a good one. Should we guess what that, what that was? What was it, ACOC? A-C-O-K? It's the name of the book, I think. But should we get, it must be like a... You want to look it up? A sure. Cock of Kings or How do something. You spell? A Court of, <laughs> court of Kingdoms. Kingdoms. Yeah. How do you spell cock? <laughs> A-C-O-K Game of Thrones or like George R. R. Martin A-C-O-K A Clash of Kings there you go oh, wait that's a, mount, that's a mod for Mountain Blade also I think it's the Game of Thrones no. oh yes. mm-hmm. Clash, Clash of, of Kings. Kings highly recommend Mountain Blade if you haven't played it yet mm. T-Dub says how does allowing illegal immigrants help Democrats with voting if illegals can't vote is it a generational thing T-Dub good sir I have the answer for you you see the census counts all people, not citizens. Correct. So if a state has a large number of illegal immigrants, the census will count them. Congressional seats are then apportioned based on the total number of people, not total number of citizens. Mm-hmm. This means that a state like California will get an extra electoral vote. It will get an extra vote in Congress based on their population of illegal immigrants. They don't need to actually vote, but the state will get an extra vote for the president when the presidential election happens. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happens. And I think California previously had one extra congressional seat and one extra electoral vote based on their illegal immigration population. It's gone down recently. Maybe it's something to do with Trump. I don't know. But uh, that is a major uh, concern. And then also, I think studies show that the children of illegal immigrants overwhelmingly vote Democrat the first time they do vote. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that uh, the census thing matters. That's why Donald Trump wanted the census question Oh, I'm sorry, the citizenship question on the census. That surprises me because there is that instinct, I think, to like go, get to a country and shut the door behind you. You know that, you know that thing of like, okay, I'm in, shut the door. Yeah, okay. Or pull the ladder up, up, pull yeah. the ladder up beneath you. Yeah. 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 TW says, get sticks on here. I want to hear Tim, Luke, Ian, and Sticks discuss monetary systems. That'd be cool. He doesn't believe gold-backed currency is better. Hopefully episode 666, he said he's down <laughs> to make an appearance. Um, how about we calculate when episode 666 will be and Sticks, that's when we get you on because that would be fantastic. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We were supposed to meet up with him in, in upstate New York once and then plans fell through. Mm, Sticks, Hex, and Hammer on episode 666 and right now we're on like episode 636 or something like oh, that. Oh, we're close. Let's make it happen. Yeah, so in one month, in one month, we got we to get to happen. 
Yeah. Episode six 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 would be the best time to have him on. That'd be great. It's 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 turn we're, down we're, the lights. I don't know. I don't know how far we're booked out we are, but I'd like to say we can reverb, reserve six 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 just for sticks. Yeah, I mean, I think we could do that. That would be great. We got to bring Seamus back to like uh, uh, spread holy oh, water yeah. around the show before it's for yeah. episode seven 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 for sure for six six six. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Big Man Evil says PayPal spelled backwards is Lapyap, and that sounds like a company that would do what Daddy Government says. I agree. Uh-huh. JDoc says 65% of Ethereum is owned by five entities. Mm. I'd like huh. to see some reference and documentation on that, but I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out. Hmm. All right. Let's, uh, Donald Thomas says, hey, Ian, before you question somebody about banking Hitler, do research when people have that power. They're the ones that control the currency, and Hitler was in the, in the process of creating a German currency. Hmm. Wow. Well, I, they had the guns, you know? Yeah, Okay. I didn't quite understand that. Do research on what exactly? On on the history of it. Basically, yeah. he's saying that Hitler was trying to control the currency. So how would you debank him? You know what I mean? If he's, right. If he's if he's, a, if he's if if the person's in charge of the Federal Reserve. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of I don't know, but I've heard that Hitler's anger was about he blamed Jewish people, but a lot of it was the banking industry on Earth, and uh, historically it was kind of pioneered by Amschel Rothschild, who was an Ashkenazi Jew, and so the Jewish thing got a bad reputation. But it was actually the Rothschild family is, that had kind of co-opted the banking industry. This is the problem with like a lot of anti-Semites. Because I've like talked to people at these rallies and they'll say like something about the Jewish people. And I'm like, no, you're criticizing a person in power who happens to be Jewish. It's like, I know a bunch of poor Jewish people. Like, yeah. It's just, you're just looking at someone choosing the one trait you think determines. And, it, and, it, and it, the annoying thing about it is a lot of it is basically Jewish privilege. They're like, oh, these Jewish people, you know, they hire each other and they do this. And I'm like, you're just describing white privilege, but you're saying Jew instead. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid. Come on, man. It's, it is frustrating. And I, I always want, it's actually really alluring that conspiracy of all conspiracies. It's like, I, I want to believe it. And and being Jewish myself, I always felt like, oh God, you know, it would be typical if that was true. And I was just somehow left out. I was the one, <laughs> the, the one Jew right. they never called. And like Everyone's I in on it, but you. Yeah. Like, well, when, you know, I was telling you before the show about, you know, I couldn't get a job um, uh, after my first couple of documentaries, they kept saying you can't be on screen anymore, and uh, I remember thinking then, like, where's this supposed like Jewish people yeah. that I can call? <laughs> like, where's my yeah my line to Ben Stiller and say like, hey <laughs> d- d- Stiller, why can't I get this? But but no, or in just- or more, a better example in New York when mm-hmm. the government started shutting down synagogues and and uh, chaining parks shut, yep. directly targeting yeah. Jewish schools. Come on, man, you know. Oh, and to clarify, you had said you were not getting put on camera after your first two because they wanted people of color. Was that that was they specified? They said we need people of color. Is that what the term they use in the UK? Although they're moving away from it, they always there's always a new term and then it becomes offensive. And there's another. What is it? A A I P or something? A A P I. Bame. B A. No, no, but the new one they're doing here is A A P I. Don't know. It's a what is it? Asian American Pacific, Pacific Islander. Islander. Mm-hmm. It's I'm a way, like ugh. it's a way to catch people out. I think like for for, a, for a long time it was you know uh, black people was what you were no it was obviously it was colored was before wasn't it and then for like thirty years after you weren't supposed to say colored anymore right. in the UK there was still some like older people who are maybe less educated who still used it and they would be vilified yeah, and it was fun sure. it was fun for everyone to go you're you you're not educated and you don't know the right word person. it finally got to the point about two years ago 
that everyone in the UK, for example, knew that you're not supposed to use. Like every say single bang. person, like grandparents, you're not supposed to say. And uh, then they colored. changed. They changed it again to people of color. Yeah, exactly. Right, which right, is right. Crazy. It was finally right at that moment, and they it's tried absurd. to confuse them again. So it's a way of just going. You guys are uneducated, and you're, yes. you don't yep. know the latest things. But yeah, BAME, uh, black um, African minority ethnic, wow, uh, okay. and Jew, Jews are not included in in, in that usually. <laughs> Um, and, that, and that's who they wanted to replace me with. They would take my ideas for different documentaries and stuff, but uh, providing I be off screen so that they have a minority. That's illegal screen. in the United States. It's probably, so, probably in the UK as well. Oh, then Sue. Yeah, I can't prove it. Oh, you know, I mean, in the United States, you don't need to. That's the mm. problem. Like, you just make the accusation and yeah. that's it. Court of public opinion. I've had people call up afterwards and say like, hi, so, so sorry, like we, we were taking your idea and everything. We were going to use you, but it occurred to us that um, you are a white man and we can't take you anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, yet again. Fine. That's why I started my podcast because I thought, okay, it's the only way now. I couldn't work. I, I had no money, no nothing. I had to make the podcast. But I even found making the podcast, there's still, there's so many things that if you want to win awards to get to different levels and stuff, it's still, you, you can't do it. You've got to, you've got to have some ethnic thing yeah. going on or you will not be considered. All right. The Sinister Sibling says to challenge the previous Super Chat. Most of us believe in God as a means of higher power judging us, allowing the main reason for us to have moral restraint. Lose that and you become the modern left. I think that the modern left is an example of a lack of a moral framework. Whereas one thing that unifies a lot of people from post-liberal, libertarian, and conservative, the, the right freedom faction is Christian moral framework. I am not saying that you believe everything in the Bible or you believe every teaching or every law of it, but there is a tradition that was passed down rooted in, in traditional Christian morals. Mm -hmm. We've gotten rid of many of them. Our cultural morals have shifted quite a bit, but a lot of them are still there. The woke people have no moral framework at all. That's why they constantly change the definition of things. That's why one thing, some like Wimixen and women are both offensive and both not offensive at the same time in a superposition of both inoffense and offense, because there is no rule. There is no framework. It's just to them, might makes right. Double think too. Well, it might make right. So yeah, whatever right, it means right, right. to give exactly. them power, that's Same all they way. care about. I just had a thought that maybe God isn't judgmental, but that we are judgmental of ourselves. And so God is this plaintive explanation. Uh, and then we are taking that and based on our sociological framework, judging our own behavior. And then we say that God's judging us because we're feeling it, but we're the ones that are putting the feelings I, on I, top of it. I feel like the Christian view of things is that God is basically running a sorting algorithm. You get all of these people who are born and ensouled onto this planet, and they live a life so that they're sorted into the bad place and the good place. And then, you know, from a logical perspective in that capacity, I wonder I, 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 if it was taken out of the context of religion and you had, let's say, a human with a chicken farm and the chickens were allowed to do whatever they want. And then what happens is at the end of the year or at the end of the chicken's life, or, or I should say at the, at the end of the year, Chickens are reaching their, their reproduction age at about seven months. You sort them. The ones that were bad get shuffled off into the meat grinder, and the ones that were good go off into the paradise of reproduction. There's a purpose for the sorting algorithm at capacity. So when I hear these, 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 you know, these religious views, I think of it logically like, if there is a God and there are rules to this, it's not arbitrary. It's not simply that you are here just to live a good life so that you can prove it and then go be with God. It's that you're supposed to live a guy, good life for a reason, because the good people that move on, move on for something greater and more important than just this sorting algorithm. 
The least important thing is figuring out which chicken to breed. The most important thing is successfully breeding the good chicken. So if I had a bunch of chickens and I was taking the bad ones and eating them and having the good ones reproduce over a long enough period of time, you're getting better and better and better chickens. The greater purpose is beyond that one day or that seven months they spend in the pen. So for those of us here on earth, if you believe there is judgment and a greater power, there is a greater purpose for your existence that lies beyond this life. And if you're bad, into the meat grinder. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it'll be into the AI uh, algorithm where you just become self-sterilized and are in a, like a doped state while you eventually die off and the rest of the people Yo. that are aware and awake are reproducing to create well, space travel. Here's, here's a crazy thought that someone else probably already had. What if the reason these ultra wealth elites are desperately trying to become immortal is that they know they're headed for the bad place. Wow. So it's uh, in the World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands. I don't know. It's been a while since uh, I was reading about it because like, I didn't actually play it. I played it a little bit. But it's basically Sylvanas. And I'm, I'm way behind in the story for all the Warcraft fans. But Sylvanas was like, uh, uh, she, she was, um, what you call it? The, the Lich King turned her, resurrected her. And so she was condemned to, in the afterlife, this really horrifying, torturous place. So then she was like, screw that. I refuse to go there through no fault. So she shatters the veil between the, this realm and the shadow, Shadowlands mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm thinking about like all these ultra rich people and they're like these evil, nasty, corporate, global elite or whatever. And they all, they all strive towards immortality. Not all of them, but a lot of them. There are a lot of them who are working towards this stuff. And they're thinking like, when I die, I'm going down. So I better just live forever and never leave this place. That's a new one. But and heaven and hell yeah. are on earth, guys. Yeah. Gotta make it here. Chat, yeah. Is it a I'd, new one? I feel like someone's probably thought of that before. I'd live forever. I'd love to live forever. Yeah, I don't want to die. die. This, is, this is great. Okay, okay, Jared Kushner. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, like breathing's great. Oh, isn't that good? You know what's great? Yeah. Eating Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is, but yeah. It's chicken. (laughs) Chicken sandwiches. Oh, it's so great. You know, you know, it's also really great. Chicken fajitas from a nice Mexican restaurant. Yeah, super good. Yeah, green peppers, onions, chicken, guacamole, sour cream, rice and beans. Stop Mm. making me hungry. (laughs) Sometimes I'll have this thought where I'm like, I don't want to live again. If I I have to come back and relive this life of Ian, right now is great, but my childhood was not. It was like, what hell, like taking so long. But then I'm like, if if I beg not to do this again, will I not wake up tomorrow? Like, am I actually begging for the end of the simulation? So like, keep going, you know, come back Mm. if you got to come back. You know, what's an interesting perspective, um, uh, potential thing that could happen? Because I've interviewed a few people about like living forever. And there are quite a lot of people now, transhumanists, they're called, who who believe we can live forever just by changing the biology and whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people say that can happen in our lifetimes and some don't, right? Some say the first person, the first person to live forever has already been born and you know uh but what someone mentioned to me the other day was that if that's not possible if we if virtual reality gets good enough you might be able to slow down our own lived experience of life to such an extent that it would feel like living forever like Mm -hmm. you could be in virtual reality and live millions and millions of experience time but in our real uh, existence it would only be like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. wow yeah and the opposite could be true where uh, uh, 10 years go by and you have like a 10 second experience right oh that's yeah but then that's like prison i'd have lost 10 years yeah i guess you'd want you'd want to get get through prison that'd be horrible for that we need these algorithms open source because machines can bend and warp time perceptually for you perception's everything now too man Well, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and be the notification you want to see from YouTube. They're not notifying people of the live stream and the videos, so just share them if you want to support us. 
so that we can bypass the censorship. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up at about 11 p.m. You don't want to miss it. They're good fun. And as a member, you're supporting our journalists and helping us in this mission. We, are, uh, we had a meeting today about producing some music. We were planning on putting out something out in a couple a couple weeks ago, but we decided to make sure we did everything to the best of our abilities. Mm-hmm. So we are. It's looking like we're going to have a song, a political song, released just before the Friday before the election. I think is the, is the strategy. Great. And the lyrics are overtly political, and so we were like, no, no, let's let's lean into it. And then uh, so we we shuffled some things around, and I think the, the the idea here idea there is that no one is waiting for your song. That's what the marketing guy said. Yeah, like music comes out. And then people will like it and listen to it. But no one is sitting there screaming, begging you to release it now. So do it when it makes sense. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So with your support, we're going to do more to challenge the culture and expand. So uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Andrew, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah. Um, thank you all for having me so much. I've had a lovely time. Come to On the Edge with Andrew Gold, uh, YouTube or audio podcast and all the normal places. I speak to lots of weird and interesting, fun people. All right, bloody bloke. Thank you so much for coming on. My website is lukeuncensored.com. I'm, I'm really proud of the last two videos I did on there. If you need some uplifting, if you're feeling knackered or miffed, you should definitely check out the two videos I did on lukeuncensored.com. They are proper. I'm just taking the piss here. Cheerio. Thanks, Luke. And adios to you as well, my friend. Uh, hey, guys, if you want to check out more esoteric weirdness, uh, follow me anywhere. And also check out my podcast, my show with uh, Hotep Jesus today, where we talked a little bit about God, Jesus, and plan to do much more in that realm. Sorry, it was pronounced. All right. <laughs> I, always, I, liked, well, I love hearing how you guys do, right. do the uh, accents. T- Tim's pretty good. I've, I've been amazed by his impressions so far. Oh, hey, thank Alex, you. Alex Jones. Tight. So one thing I wish I could do, the, the only one I could do is like Jordan Peterson, which I, won't, I don't Ooh, think I should do. Give now. me some JP. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, well, you you know, you know, (laughs) it's bloody, bloody. man. You're a chimpanzee full of snakes. (laughs) You got to make your bed, man. (laughs) Psychologist. (laughs) There you go. Hey, guys, uh, I'll still be around next episode and the one after that and for the next few in the future. So cheers. See you around. You can follow me at uh, at surge.com. Just spell it out. And uh, I'll see you guys next time again. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Cheers, guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.